Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Good to go. What's up, everybody? This is Carrick with ACG, and I'm here with... I'm Dustin from Collins Last Stand and Handsome Phantom. Handsome Phantom. We are doing number 272 of the Ham Radio podcast. We are Sans Maddie. He is... uh, He's abandoned us, basically. Yeah. You know, last week... It was just him, and now it's just you and me, so I don't know. Maybe, is Maddie leaving the show? Is Maddie leaving the show? <laughs> that is awesome. I had forgotten that. Yeah. Maddie, uh, we, we just want to announce Maddie has decided to move on from his own show. We'll be taking it over. You know, it's funny, too, because when I started, um, I was talking about this prior to hitting the record button, is I also, I would always fuck up the name, too. And when I came on, I, I forget how people are, they're really tied into this show. Like, he's got those longtime subscribers. And I would call it um, ham radio broadcast because that's what a a ham radio to me is, is a broadcast. Mm, And so when I jumped on, and no one corrected me, I think it's because they were just like, that's just Carrick. That's just Carrick being him. And the entire time I was not, (laughs) and one time I did it solo, and I was like, ham radio uh, 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 broadcast, and people were all over me. I was like, people take this shit serious, man. They take everything Maddie does, you know, it's like, it's solid. It's serious for him. We can't joke around, so we're going to be really serious. Right. Everything's going to be super serious. I'm going to get my serious news mood. Um, right. Yeah, Maddie couldn't make it, man. So I appreciate everybody jumping in. I put in uh, for people to a- ask questions, and Dustin will check those later. Hopefully some people have a couple. I think we saw four or five um, before I even posted that. He will be back, of course, next week, but we're going to jump in and talk about some stuff. I looked here, and it looks like Maddie did discuss some things on his podcast, so we won't be overlapping with anything Maddie has discussed. If you guys did not get a chance, check out, let's see, that is 271. Yep, and he uploaded that, it looks like, two days ago. So if you guys want to hear the last one from him, that's two days ago. And uh, let's jump into it. First of all, nice. What is it? It's a dollar for Maddie's podcast. If you want, if you want early access, it's a dollar for the Discord. Uh, Three dollars for the patron, or is it a dollar? Can't remember. I want to say that I think the Discord it's it's more than a dollar. Is it I think three dollars? Like three or five dollar gotcha. level. But how about this? It's less it's than one hundred dollars, and therefore worth it. So right. whatever Maddie charges will get you access to his amazing Discord for less than one hundred dollars. Go check it out if you get a chance. Do you guys run a <laughs> Patre- right. Patreon on yours, Dustin? We do. Yeah, we have a handsome Phantom Patreon that you can get early access to our podcast and stuff like that. And then, of course, on the other side, there's the Collins Last Stand Patreon as well, which uh, is a whole different piece since there's a lot of people on that one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, we've never talked about that. Actually, we've never talked about this, which is funny. But uh, do you do you guys struggle to, you know, like, you get a lot of emails. Do you get a lot of requests? Are you handling those? Because I get for, a lot, even for only a thousand patrons. Just people for asking Col- for stuff for Colin. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we get tons of messages every day on Patreon, and um, a lot of it is clerical type stuff, like people wanting 
figuring out the, their RSS feeds. And, you know, a lot of mm. them are just messages to call and letting them, letting uh, him know about how much they appreciate the show and That's stuff cool. like that. And so, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, one thing with, with CLS is that everyone, even though we have more than 10,000 patrons, everyone, I'm pretty sure nearly everyone gets a reply no matter what mm. um, uh, on the Patreon or whether you, you know, message us. However, we just introduced discord, uh, the official Collins last stand discord, which uh, has been very cool, but um, it's also, there are so many people on it. So uh, we've been working through that, but it's been fun. So, and I don't know if you uh, saw this character, but I was on sacred symbols, not this week, but the week before, the last two weeks before that so pretty exciting yeah i saw, i think you talked about it um when we were talking to maddie what what so sacred so, so how many different fucking podcasts does he have okay so there's sacred symbols right there's the patreon exclusive sacred symbols plus which okay. is a bonus episode every week uh there's knockback which is the retro podcast he does with his brother and then, so as far as podcasts, that's it at the moment. That's three um, a week. Yeah. Damn. That's what and I do a week. It's tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, and so, and I mean, Knockback. Knockback is usually like a two to three hour show. And then there's Sacred Symbols, which is usually between two and two and a half hours. Sacred Symbols Plus is a bit shorter. It's usually under two hours, <laughs> like yeah. hour and a half, so. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of stuff we're doing, but it's uh, exciting and people enjoy it. So we're happy to to do it. Yeah, it's been cool to see, uh, especially like with Colin, Maddie, uh, Colin came on here, which was cool and sort of get people from the industry, especially because Maddie, I mean, he's a bigger channel. I'm a bigger channel, but not huge. And so it was cool to have Colin be nice enough to come on because I say nice enough. I know, obviously, go on a smaller right. channel, but it's still very cool to see people come together and stuff like that. It's awesome to hear you guys doing Discord because Discord's been like I'm in Maddie's Discord, uh, my own, and about 15 Dungeon and Dragons Discords and all this stuff. And it's yeah. Discord has become, we can talk about this actually at some point, but Discord's become this. It's some, something's very cool about the fact that I grew up in a time where if I wrote a friend in Austria, it would be like a, you know, like a pin pals situation. Where mm. it would legitimately be me with hand, you know, and then it went to like typing on a typewriter, you know, or whatever, or computer. I guess it would have been computer even at my young age. And then now it's Discord. And even in my podcast, the international podcast, that's why it's called that because it's like people from all corners of the world. And it's so right. weird, dude. It's so weird. Like, I'll get somebody from Japan and it's 3 a.m. or whatever for them, you know, where it's like 5 p.m. for me. And it's, it's amazing for gamers that not only like just games, but like Colin. Be like, all right, everybody's going to come together. Or Mr. Maddie's. Like, that could never have happened before. Like, because I was, right. for example, I loved Next Generation Magazine when I was, I was a big video game magazine fan. But the only way to talk to fans of that would be for me to hold it and give it to somebody and say, right. I would never know somebody in another state, let alone another nation. There's something so cool about the technology now, man, and everybody being able to get together and talk about these things. It's fucking yeah. phenomenal. It's so it's so awesome. And I mean, it's weird because I remember, like, obviously in the the earlier era of the Internet, people were very spooked about meeting people oh, from true. the Internet. Yeah, right. 
And um, and I think that there's still definitely reason to be mm-hmm. caution cautious, of course. But like, for example, uh, we at Handsome Phantom, two of our writers, um, both Dave and Sabrina, we exclusively met because they reached out to us about about writing for our site. And now we've done like we've gone to PAX together. Right. We're like, you know, it's it's a friendship beyond just the the website. And so it's just weird to to think about. It's like, you know, the the ability that technology has given us and whether it's on a, a micro level, just with, a, you know, a few people or being able to engage in a in a giant community altogether. It's it's good. It's it's funny because I think that especially right now, it's easy to get caught up in a lot of the negative right, aspects. Right. And that's especially for me lately. I've just been feeling like the the weight of social media in certain like the negative is kind of like, Oh, is my brain addicted to this? Is this changing the way I think about things in Mm -hmm. a negative way? And it's easy to get caught up in that. And I think it's, you know, just, it's, it's a reasonable thing to be concerned about, of course. Right. Um, But you know, you can't overlook the uh, positives as well. Speaking of positives, uh, we're going to move on from there. I think we, Oh, I do have a patron as well. I forgot that. Uh, If you guys want to check it out, ACG, we're going to discuss, some various things that we played, and I think, even though we mentioned it last in our discussion, we're going to talk about it first, because I want to talk about Squadron Star. Hell yeah. Or Squadrons. It finally came out. First of all, this game is only, well, I say only, I apologize, uh, but it is at a slightly cheaper rate of 49 right? 49 oh, 39 39 uh, There is no planned microtransactions whatsoever. They're not, there isn't even a store hook, by the way. There is no DLC, at least so far, planned. Of course, bug fixes. We just got the joystick input fix yesterday. And it allows you to jump in and do dogfighting, five versus five. And then after, what, fifth level, I think, is when it unlocks the Warzone style, uh, which allows you to, like, go against uh, battleships and move your... You know, if you do better, you sort of go farther into their territory and stuff. So I'll talk about it, as I always do too long so i'll let dustin go first but what did you think how much did you get to play what did you play it on by the way so i'm playing it on pc which i bought it on the epic game store using uh creator code is it acg oh acg carrick yes yeah that's right i used that creator code made sure to chinese money that's right (laughs) people are gonna be mad now anyway continue oh no it's over yeah we're done um so yeah, I, I was playing on PC mainly because I wanted to play it with PC VR. Right. And so I've been I've so I actually been meaning to experiment because right now I I've used it on my Oculus Quest mm-hmm. using Link and also virtual desktop, which if anyone has a Quest and Use a PC and doesn't have virtual desktop, it's a must buy. It's incredible. Have you used it? Yes, I have. Yeah, I've since it originally started. I've been using virtual. Desktop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. Okay, for anyone who doesn't know about this, I have to rave about it for just a second. Go for it. So, virtual desktop. If you install it, if you so you buy it on the app on your Oculus Store, but then you have to do the. Um, it's not like a, a rooting, but like basically side you have load. To do I think is what yeah you have to yeah. side load it as well in order to unlock the full feature set, but you're able to stream your PC VR titles to your Quest wirelessly. Now, if 
before I had tried it, if you said, hey, Dustin, you can stream PC games to your Quest wirelessly and it's flawless, I would have been like, bullshit, not possible. You know, I am the 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 most uh, sensitive to latency mm-hmm. and I would have been like, no way. And the first time I tried it, I was like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. This is like one to one. And honestly, I couldn't couldn't even tell. Now, you do have to have a nice router. I think you need to have a five gigahertz. Right router for this to really work effectively but so yeah if you have a quest and you have a pc get rid of that cable check out uh remote desktop so uh but as far as squadrons yeah i am i've only played for probably maybe two hours Mm -hmm. at best so i'm still very kind of early on but i here's where i'm conflicted and what i wanted to ask ask you about is that Currently, I'm just using a DualShock 4 to play the game. And I'm like, this is fun, but I don't feel like I'm getting the right experience. Because I just, something about the controls on the DualShock, it's not connecting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I think I'd be having way more fun with a flight stick. Has that been the case for you? Yeah, you would be wrong until yesterday, though. Because the flight oh. state, yeah, so the patch fixed the dead zone, which, by the way, if you play it today, you'll probably notice an improvement on your controller as well. So, really? Okay. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're dragging, and funny enough, I'm not a, I'm not saying I'm not a big fan, that came out wrong, but I don't watch v, uh, Tested very much, Adam Savage's uh, Tested, because they, oh, right. they're very against WMR, and it comes across in everything they talk about. And sometimes you're just like, dude, people have it, you should cover it. And they're like, we're, we're going to tell you why, you know, this sucks, we're not going to cover their stuff. So I've stopped watching them for the most part, but I watched their squadrons review and they covered something quite well, which is that when you're playing squadrons, it is a little bit like Freelancer, one of my favorite games of all time. But what you're doing is you're dragging that mouse and you're actually not one for one. You're dragging a vector. And then when you drag the vector a certain point, the screen moves. Well, its point is too big. That's the only way to describe it. Like its its dead zone is way too big. And on a contr- or on a joystick, it was almost worse. Because a joystick has so much play, which is what increases fidelity normally, but decreases Mm. it when the dead zone's big. So you actually probably had a better experience playing the way you were playing than you would have ever had. You would probably be on here being like, dude, this thing controls like a broken dick. Like, it's terrible. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so I would check it. I'd be interested to see what you say next week if you like it with this patch. Because... The patch has improved it, and personally, yes, I would agree with you. If the control was normal, joystick's the way to go because it feels like it just feels it, it feels right when you're using a joy like a, a Hotos, even if it's a cheap right. one in those kind yeah. of games. But no, I agree with you. I think it does feel disconnected. Even yeah, I felt the same way. For sure. Yeah. It, what was weird too is that in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah. I don't so I don't play inverted when it comes to first person shooters or anything non flight related. And yeah, then when I right. started I. I started playing it and I'm like, do I want flight controls? I feel like I should. And I was like flipping it around and I'm like, neither one of these is exactly feeling quite right. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just because I didn't play very much, I wasn't able to like you know, get my brain to click with the controls properly. I decided to just stick with the flight controls because just not using flight controls feels like it would be wrong Mm -hmm. to me overall. So yeah, overall though, I would say that um, 
playing the game in VR has been mostly really good. Um, I did play it one time not in VR, and I was like, yeah, this ain't it. Yeah. Like, it, it just didn't seem like that was... To me, it feels like this game is very much a VR game first that yes. they right. that they made available also. Uh, and, you know, the, the standard way. version, yeah. Yes, just in order for, you know, sales mm-hmm. reasons. So Yeah, I agree with that. I think also when you're playing it... So if you play it pancake dude there's so many games out there that do it be- that, that like have more content like mm. x x games i know they're not the most loved and some of them have been terrible but this last one is not bad at all um you know and then you have the game that i like travis beltry did it um rebel galaxy um the those space games you have these games mm-hmm. that are that pancake have so much more than squadrons uh but in vr then it's Star Wars VR, which is I think adds a whole another element. It's just why I liked right. uh, Bridge Crew. Bridge Crew is probably my favorite VR game of all time, just because I'm like in Trek talking into the fucking machine and having it shoot phasers yeah. or something. I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. But if it was anything else, I'd just be like, mm, I'm not 100 percent sure this is you know all it's cracked up to be. So uh, I think go ahead, go ahead. That's one of the the magical things about VR to me is uh, well, and I think that we're only going to be able to feel this way in the early because I think we're still kind of in the early days for yeah, sure. Right, is that something that is clearly not that good can still be really fun. Yep. yep. Like, um, like for like I, I think of like Job Simulator or whatever, and it's like there's nothing about Job Simulator that makes it like an incredible gameplay experience, but it's just silly and stupid enough that it's like this is awesome. Yeah. So. That's I'm curious of how VR will evolve. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm already kind of started to change things that I liked at the beginning. My first, when I first got a PlayStation VR, my first VR headset, stuff like in those early days is not going to do it for me anymore. Yeah. But yeah, right. No, 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 no. I don't think yeah. I'd be playing the older. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be playing the older games and be like, man, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah t- at I the mean, time, like, VR were, well no what was the uh that until dawn game rush of blood uh-huh. is terrible but i feel like even if i put that on now i would have just a tiny bit of like stupid fun yeah well that's also vr's biggest negative is as big as positive which is the headset does make you feel immersive which also can make you right. fucking throw up it can also look oh, like dude. shit cuz i get motion yeah. sickness really easy but at the same time, I did that Walking Dead game recently. Not the newest one, but the uh, one about three months ago. It got an expansion. I played it, and I'm just like, this game. I even I rarely do like top ten. Like, I, and I don't mean that in Maddie's way. I'm talking like top ten kills in my game. I don't I don't mm. usually do those. But I did one for that game because it was so fucking brutally funny to like grab a zombie's head and and headbutt another zombie, which is quite literally impossible to do in a normal game right like that doesn't work it doesn't even I need to play that oh dude I heard it was and... great uh saints and sinners right yes that game okay. is legit good like when you go dude. back to your bus which is your your base and there's like you know broken doll heads you found and you're collecting them you're like who's this homeless guy anyway like who am i it's creepy but at the same time yeah. you go out on your little boat and you find a spot and trying to be quiet and open a drawer and it's all handled very well, like very well. The stealth is handled very well. The combat's handled very well. There's AI, full voiced AI storytellers giving you quests. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's well. I don't know what it costs now, but I, when it came out, I was like, 
this is well worth buying. And it's got a lot of upgrades for weapons. So like you get a normal shotgun, then you fuck, you know, it's it's firing flames and you know, you can you can do all these upgrades. So it's definitely worth. It. Um with squadrons, I just wanted to say real quick with squadrons, the one thing I noticed was also it does it's probably because Dustin just said it's a VR first title. They fuck up pretty severely in squadrons, which is they cut you until fifth level. I think it's fifth or sixth level. Uh, they they require to play online only against uh, it's it's dogfight basically. Oh. It's it's generic dogfights and that's it. And what's weird is people were doing and I talked about this in my review. They were just turreting, which it's you could call it camp. You could call it almost camping, but it it wasn't in the same place ever. What they would do is. Because missiles are so accurate and so deadly, people found out that if you rock your butt up in the ship against, let's say, a rock, you could just wait for other ships to come and treat the spaceship like a turret. So instead of flying forward, which was deadly, because somebody get behind you, you would just bump your right. butt against something big, wait for anybody to come in your area and just turret them and turn your shields on the strongest front. And that way... Right. Like, they're flying to the side, which can't put your shields to the side. You can only front or back. They'd fire. By the time you turn around, you're already hurt, and then they fire a missile. And um, that went away with the fleet massive battle because you're constantly required to move. And that hurt them bad. Like, when I was playing, I, was, I finally got to the next part, and I unlocked these other missions. I was like, I will never, ever do the, the dogfighting ever again. Like, never. And to me, that was really stupid, locking out the better. And we see that in some games, man. I don't know how many games I've played where I'm like, oh, the cool mode. And they're like, yeah. And you're just like, I don't know if that's a tutorial or not. Because if, if you consider that a tutorial, just have me play against bots. Right. And then have a bot skirmish mode. But don't require me to play five levels of... And if you lose, by the way, in that game, you get like 100 experience points. So mm-hmm. you're j- every time you lose, you're just like, oh, no, it's going to take twice as long to get, you know, the, the good part unlocked. So that was my pretty big negative from it. Um, you played on the PC. Did you, I, did you notice, I personally, I know there was a, a V-Sync issue, but I personally had insanely good performance on that, which I was really happy for. Were you getting... the? So what's interesting is that, I mean, as far as VR, I didn't notice any problems okay. as far as performance or anything like that. I saw your video about the uh, high frame rate issue. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because it's the first game that I'm playing on my new 3080. So I was like, this is going to be sweet. I'm going to check it out on my OLED at 4K, 120 FPS. And then as I started to mess around, I'm like, something ain't right here. Yeah. And then I, you know, I eventually was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just play in VR. And then I saw your video that I was like, oh, it seems like this is clearly some kind of issue going on right now. Funny, you did the 3080. I did the new monitor. I thought my monitor was broken. I got a brand new monitor that morning. Oh. And I was like, I went to bed. I'm like, man, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to play some Star Wars. <laughs> I put it on. I'm like, yeah. monitor's fucked. What's happening? Because yeah. I had G-Sync as well, which I'm not even a – G-Sync can fuck up a lot. So I'm like – I was like, oh, it must be G-Sync. And then I started looking at stuff. I'm like, man, something – it, like in my old monitor, the one I reviewed it on is a Mac 60 monitor, but I can test higher frame rates. So I was getting insanely good frame rates. I was like, hey, this is do- it's doing very well. And I noticed one or two stutters on another monitor, but it wasn't like all the time. So I was like, OK, it looks like we're good, but they fixed it so, supposedly or there's ways around it. But 
that's another thing where like, dude, with PC, man, there's so many. We joke about consoles. Holy shit. With a console, at least you put it in and it usually right like yeah you have a 3080 you you're like trying to play it and if it doesn't hit those frame rates you're like oh here we go how many right. fucking hours am i gonna spend? well the funny thing about the 3080 right now is that and i should be patient because i'm like it's the really the it's the bleeding edge yeah. as far as graphics hdmi 2.1 where mm. you know 4k 120 is, is crazy but it's funny because i'm like my tv is not playing super nice with the 3080 like it's having some Handshake weird issues, issues. Kind of well so initially i didn't have a strong a uh a cable that had mm. the full bandwidth so i yeah. got a new cable which is good so that then it was working more often but there's still some things that it's like if i'm doing 4k 120 with hdr sometimes it just like shits the bed yeah and will like show no input but only on certain games and i'm it's very inconsistent. Um, so apparently, too, if you uh, if anyone out there has a LG OLED, either a C9 or C10, there are known issues with the G-Sync compatibility right now that they are working uh, on a an update that will fix it. So that is probably part of the problem also. But again, it's it's one of those things I don't want to like. It's it's annoying that you spend you know, $700 on a graphics card and $2,000 on a TV, and then they don't really work that well. But it is the price that you pay when you are doing, you know, you have the absolute latest thing. There's always... Well, it's a hot problems. rod mentality. It's like right. if you have a hot rod on a racetrack, if you don't dial that shit in, it's going to be shit. But if you do, mm -hmm. it's going to be amazing. And that's the PC right. for you. I mean, and, and I'm not even saying consoles are fucking Ford Fiestas. Consoles are pretty fucking sweet now, especially next gen are going to be awesome. Yeah. But, dude, if you get a PC dialed in and you're playing a game, like I was playing, you know, especially back a while ago, but like a Halo, Halo Wars 2, there were a couple other games where the console version was just, and I'm normally totally accepting. And I was like, this is rough. This is rough. Yeah. I should never play the PC version first. Like, what am I doing? For reviews, I try to play the console first. And... I, I mean, like, now, especially if you're pushing with a 3080, then you're also pushing TVs to pretty close to their limit anyway. 120 is pretty close to a TV's limit, not a monitor, but a TV. And then you have HDR. You have all that bandwidth. And then the fucking cables. HDMI has a hand, what's called a handshake issue, which means both have to be, one has to accept the input, one has to basically give it. If one's not strong enough, which is usually what HDMI has an issue with, then you get that thing where it's like, no signal. And you're like, no, there's a signal. I got it yeah. right. And then you get mad because you're like, no, 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 right. no, no, no. Well, I'm for sure there's a signal. And then you're mad at the TV and you're jamming it in the different. Yeah, I know. I know where you're coming from. It can be. Yeah, I get really angry at those kind of things, too, like overtly angry. But overall, right. would you say, are you going to return the squadrons? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just like this this past week, like we were. You know, I was spending so much time getting the Discord set up, and yeah. I'm also working on a bunch of other things for Colin. So it's just been like a really busy non-gaming week for me. But now it's the weekend. I'm definitely hopping back in for sure. Yeah, I would and love I, for you to I, tell me. I've been thinking me. about it all week. I would love so. for you to tell me how that patch works, too. Because that's important yeah. to me, uh, for me jumping back in. If that's because I, I want that fixed. I, it sound, It's weird that you had it on game. I guess I noticed it on joystick just because that was the biggest issue, but um, it is weird that 
like almost everybody I know noticed that there's something weird with the input. So I guess that's good too, because it just shows gamers. Like sometimes you'll get that gamer where you're like, dude, it has this, and they'll be like, I never had it. All right. Right. Whatever. But with yeah. this game, it feels like pretty much even the people who love it are like, something something well, feels weird. <laughs> you know. Specifically, I was thinking of uh flying ships in Battlefront 2. And I was like, oh, I right. remember being a lot better at this right. than I am. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. I was like, maybe I just suck. <laughs> right. Maybe A just creeped up that quick. Like right. in a weekend, yeah. you're like, fuck, man. <laughs> I guess I'm terrible. Nah, it's it, – yeah, I mean, and it's cool that they – I mean, it should never release that way. I'm never – I would never make an excuse. But um, it's cool that at least they're – like they're looking at it going, all right, yeah, it's definitely got an issue. Like we need to fix that. I do always want to know, though, how the fuck – how the fuck does it get out if it's got that like what i mean is where they're surprised sometimes there's a mm-hmm. game decision where somebody makes a game and you're like i don't like this and they're all well fuck you that's what we chose and you're all, all right i have respect for that i'm like all right man that's just it doesn't work for me but with this game it's just like how did that how are you surprised like where, where didn't one of your testers say you know something right. seems or maybe they're testing maybe this is something where their testing facility needs better monitors too i mean it could be something as small as that but right yeah those those things do tend to slip by i've always wondered this is related unrelated but i don't know i thought of this i was uh i will will leave the name in the studio out but a very popular indie game i was previewing at pax and it was a side-scrolling platformer they required a lot of precision and i start the demo and i'm like this tv is not on game mode i think i know what you're talking and has really bad input, input latency. latency. And I was like, I how has no one noticed this? How right. has nobody... Uh, I just I was like, this is the absolute worst way for me to check out this game. Like, I can tell that it's good, and but my footage is going to be shit because I'm playing like ass. And then, you know, of course, the YouTube comments, if you're not immaculate, will yeah, uh, we'll eat you up. But I don't know. I just thought it was funny. But yeah... As far as the as squadrons, it's yeah. I've always wondered how things like that slip through, but I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, especially with it, and we can talk about it because uh, I think this will impact Legion a little bit. But I do also think that as the competition grows with all of these titles, it's so easy now for us to pass something by where maybe in the past we'd be like, I'm going to live through it. Like, input right. latency on some old games. By the way, I'm talking about you. What is it? Uh, Airborne. Uh, Medal of Honor Airborne. My, one of my favorite shooters of all time has an input latency. It is just a bag of wet dicks. I don't know how Damn. it ever... It's so fucking bad. It's so bad that it now when I turn left, I go like... Whoa. Like, I get almost <laughs> nauseous. And I played... Yeah. Dude, that was my favorite game. I was, I was like, calling friends and going... Oh my god, you have to come over to fucking play this game, blah, blah, blah. And I never noticed that. And now, you know, I, I think as you have all this competition, right, you slowly become acclimated to, like, the best parts of something else. Unfortunately, we also rate everything against the best. Everything's got to mm-hmm. be Witcher 3. And it's like, no, it doesn't. But um, it's cool. I, it, it's I, Like I said, once again, it's cool that we all sort of notice the same thing because uh, regardless, that'll also cause a company to check that off next time and say, all right, next time we do this, you know that one thing we should check is this input latency here, and I, I think right. that's I think that's very cool. Um, I do want to talk about something that I, I forgot to tell Dustin about. So, have we talked about because uh, you mentioned latency? Have we talked about uh, Xbox streaming yet? The cloud and our experiences. We have touched on it. I I think in, on 
one show a few weeks ago, you were like saying how it's it's magic. Yeah, have you tried and it so, yet? So is this um the in home streaming or both? The it's the console okay. to your Android or the streaming from the cloud to your. So I have not tried the the X Cloud from their servers to your mm, phone because okay. I don't have an Android, so I'm not able to try that. Um, but I have I could try. I think that you are you are able to do the in home streaming uh, with an iPhone, but I have not tried that yet. Only just because I, if I'm being honest, I don't really play almost any games. I have an Xbox One S and not the X. Okay. And honestly, I feel like playing games feels useless when I like compared to playing something either on on PC or PS4 Pro. Well, no thanks to the you, Series S, but right, right, no, and you have a PC, right. which there's a great deal of overlap. Um, I will say though, there's magic when you're in bed, and I was playing Skyrim with all the mods, oh. and on my little tap, magic in bed with Skyrim. little magic in bed. So I've got a shield. Which I'm just checking this because I'm ju- uh, this is an older one and I haven't tried this, but I have an 11 inch uh, tablet from Lenovo, and there was a 3D printer company that does 3D printing for your controllers and will allow you to attach a tablet to your controller. So oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. so instead of buying one because they don't fit my tablet, which is huge, they uh, it was difficult. So I got this, and I love Switch, man. I love Skyrim on the Switch. It is beautiful. However, playing with all the mods in bed was fucking dude. It was so yeah. weird. It was so it was it was just like I'll never go back to the past again. And I was just playing it like sitting there. And I was I was jumping around to different games, and it is so fucking cool to do. And I also did the console to. Uh, Telephone or console, the phone streaming, which is lower latency because it's your console, right? It's not coming from. And I noticed that actually worked really well. I was doing ESO. So right now you can't stream. How does it work? You can't stream ESO because something about the way it runs on PC, it's not one of the ones that streams through the cloud. However, you can stream your Xbox to your phone. So I was streaming the ESO from my console to my phone and playing that and just being like, dude, this is. We have we have arrived, yeah, it, and it's free, like doubly right. arrived. You know, uh, it's just so good. It was so good. I it's, forgot you hadn't got a chance. It's funny that you brought that up though, because um, last week we didn't have a show, so I didn't mention I did a episode of SideQuest on Colin's channel that was talking about PlayStation Now mm-hmm. and how it's interesting because Sony was one of the first, we'll say, major players in the space with PlayStation Now years ago they bought genki and a lot of uh people from on live right yeah and so the problem is though is that while they were ahead of the game they are now as far as streaming quality probably the Dead worst last. yeah because dude i was checking out some games on playstation now it is so bad it doesn't matter if you're hardwired on ps4 pro it doesn't matter if you're on pc Dude, the latency, the compression, it is a terrible, terrible experience. The only reason to have PlayStation now is for the download games. And that like the the streaming is just just not good. Yeah, it, it you're right, because I had forgotten they had bought Genki, which was David something. I can't remember his name. He, was a, he made Messiah. What the fuck? 
his name. Anyways, a programmer. He he created Genki, which is one of the streaming services, and then on Live, which was a big one. Both of those sort of went down, and Sony bought Genki's technology, and then I think they hired Xbox and Sony hired split it almost fifty fifty. I think for total hires because one of my friends works for, and they were ahead, and I thought that that's what PS Now was going to be. Like I thought it was just going to be they're sort of inroad to Windows because right now Windows is Microsoft. So to me, it made sense. Right. It was like we'll have our inroad be. Um, you know, this, this streaming service, dude, I sometimes, uh, yeah, I don't want to attribute, they're, they're a conglomerate. They're huge. They're not one person's making decisions, but sometimes I feel like Sony is just egotistical and is like, we will not work with them. And so therefore we're going to, it's, you know what I mean? It's almost like it's, it's, I'm sure it's not this, but at times it feels that way. And you look at PS now and dude, I have really good internet and their service does suck donkey balls. And you're just sitting yeah. there going, like, how are you guys – how? Like, how is it possible that you this is your service offering? And you see it with, with Nintendo, obviously, with shit chat, too. Nintendo's like, mm-hmm. what's chat? <laughs> Use your cell phone. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, who? Yeah. So it's not unheard of, but it's – it does hurt them, especially in the future when we start looking at this. And i got to say, man, Microsoft – Maybe Apple's in a way, you know, refusing. And now, now, as of yesterday, I guess Microsoft sent out a letter to all their employees stating, "We'll be on the Apple Store. We're just going to go through a browser plugin." So that'll alleviate that issue. And I think that Sony, there's something missing on that side because the same thing happened with Jack Trenton having to apologize about the uh, hack because Jack Trenton, after he left Sony, was like, "They told me no." You are not allowed to apologize. And he said, well, fuck you. And he went out there and apologized. And he said, yes, my job was on the line. And I didn't know if I was going to be in trouble. But he's like, no one apologized. They just pretended like it was their online thing. They don't uh, they don't get it. They just there's something about them that's old school and they don't get it. And I feel like you and I've talked about this. I feel like their PR is the same way. Like there's some of their oh, yeah. some of their stuff is is genuinely old school. Too cool for school. I'm the popular chick. You know, kind of, right? Kind of situation. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to say right now with the PS5, just because there are definitely shades of uh, pre PS3 launch (laughs) Sony going on. I don't know if I don't think it's as bad. I don't either. As, but there's definitely a a feeling of that. Yeah. I, you know, and this is what's going to be cool. Is here we're talking. What day is this? This is the ninth, right? And uh. They come out November, what's their, no, 9th, right? Isn't it exa- I think see. it's exactly one month. I could be wrong. 9th sounds... 12th. 12th, okay. So we've got l- a little bit over a month to go, uh, so we'll be able to rightly remember if we're, if, you know, our, our guesses on this. But my personal opinion is that, um, is that... Sony knowing that they're known for console games and exclusivity, which I think it would be dumb to pretend that they're not, that they're definitely known for that. Uh, apparently, I feel that some of their stuff's been moved around enough that the not lack of confidence, but the game plan has had to be adjusted in a way that is is probably doesn't speak to their strengths, is all. It doesn't mean it's got an issue. It just means it's not speaking to their strengths and they have to figure out a way around it. And right now they haven't. And that's why a lot of people are like, what's happening? 
What is even going on? Oh, we won't do pre-orders a day prior. The PR guy literally said it less than a week prior to that, and they do the PR, you know, or they do the pre-orders with like zero notice. Even though that was the stores, they had they they had planned the next day, which I think a lot of people weren't prepared for. So right. yeah, it'll be it, it's it's going to be a, a gnarly time frame. Um, but anyway, X X Cloud, if you guys get a chance, also in your guys's Discord, people are asking me how I connect my consoles. I don't know about you. Dustin, but uh, right now I'm using Wired and a thing called a Powerline Adapter, if anybody wants to know what that is. So Powerline Adapter takes your internet and puts it through your power lines, as long as they're on the same breaker. Uh, it adds about one millisecond, so completely non-traceable you know, uh, traceable, uh, latency, and my speed is maxed with that. Uh, I would say with the Xbox, you would definitely want to do Wired or Powerline Adapters. Um, the Xbox Network Connector sucks for wireless. How do you connect your consoles? So this house that I'm in, I bought from my parents. Oh, and we've oh. been here since uh, 2002. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, Dad, I would love it if we could hardwire my consoles in the living room. Sweet. And so my dad's a fucking G. And in my basement, you can see that he... He ran it like he put the thing in the wall that you uh-huh. can just plug in and then it goes into the basement underneath and then pops up uh, where the TV is. That's sweet. So That's sweet. Yeah. So yours My is dad, all hardwired right now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm hardwired either downstairs where my you know consoles are and he also helped me hardwire this room, which is like my, my studio slash office area. So yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, just, yeah, heads up to anybody who was wondering that because I saw some people asking. Uh, let's see, next thing. I, I want to say this real quick. I don't think Dustin and I really have anything to add, but we saw this pop up. Outer World available, Steam, October 23rd. So if you're one of those people who hates stores like Epic, uh, Steam looks like October 23rd. Outer Worlds. Now, I can't remember, Dustin. Did you play this? I never finished it. And you uh, you and Maddie, uh, yeah, you chastised me for that. So. Gotcha. I need to go back. Dude, so are you as big a Bethesda fan as Maddie? No. No. I think at one point I was. At one point. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, Fallout 4, I put a lot of time in that game, which was weird. I Like, even when I originally was playing it, it was on PS4. I, like, got the platinum and everything, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I feel like I've that formula i'm kind of i don't want to say i'm over but i'm just not super interested in that whole bethesda you know portrait style going around talking to people looting everything right okay but i liked outer worlds what i played of it i think i just got distracted with something else at the time so because I don't. It could be me. I I still feel like and and I saw this in a new, somebody was saying, oh, you know, uh, Microsoft owns all the Western development companies, which I don't necessarily believe that, but whatever. Uh, it does feel a certain way, and it is weird when I was playing a, a Outer Worlds, like it really is Fallout. You know, it, I mean, it really is Skyrim and Fallout, except in right. their own world and all that stuff. And I personally, man, when playing that game and the the slightly shorter time frame, because Skyrim, the, the Skyrim and Fallout, all the Fallouts and all the Morrowind slash Oblivions, all those, their big claim to fame is this huge sandbox, right? Like, 
you know, they're massive and you can fucking, you know, people be, sometimes you'll see their hours that they post and you're like, seriously, dude, you could have, yeah. you could have cured cancer really easily that amount of time. <laughs> right. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but dude, I, something, I, I hope you get a chance. Cause there's something to be said, man, even if it's not as good uh, there's something to be said about Outer Worlds being able to finish that in like 30 or 40 hours. And that feeling right. of like I played same kind of game and it felt there were there was still experience. There was still, you know, random dungeon, not random, but there's still a side dungeon I don't need to do, but I was able to do it. There's still the decision making. But at the same time, not having that gulf of time in front of you, because when you turn on Fallout, right, and you know. Like if it's like if you hit new, you can almost hear the tombstone slab behind you when you hit like new game Uh-oh. because you're like, yeah. you're like that's an investment, right? Like that's right. it's so crazy. Um, yeah. W- did you feel the same way towards Witcher? Were you a, I mean, were uh, uh, like you a huge Witcher fan? I don't. I don't know. Do I want to get crucified today? That's the question. You won't be from me. <laughs> You want, I like cruci- I like I like crucifixion. I like crucifixion. <laughs> I really like that. No, I was gonna say I liked Witcher three, but I absolutely am nowhere near that. You know, yeah. Level. I think Witcher three, in- incredible world, incredible wealth of stories and things to do and quality side quests. Uh-huh. The combat just did not click for me. Like it's weird because I was like felt. Like, I was invested in the world, but I didn't enjoy the actual gameplay that much. Not that it was terrible. I'm not, you know, don't, nobody leave a comment since yeah. Dustin said yeah. that yeah. Witcher 3 has terrible comment. I don't warning, think it's no. terrible. Right. Yeah. I just think that it, I don't know, it, something about it just wasn't like, wow, this is incredible. It was just like, this is cool. What's funny is about Witcher 3 is that that's the game that I feel like I've never truly stopped playing. Because every few months I will go in and do a couple story missions and then i'll just forget about it and so like now i'm um there's the island uh skellige mm-hmm. i'm doing missions on skellige so i'm like pretty decently into the game eventually i should just i need to powerhouse it and beat it before cyberpunk just to be you know if anyone's like oh well you never finished witcher then it'd can, be awesome if yeah. in like two or three years you're like still doing two or three missions every Everything. Right. And what's yeah. funny is you would probably still be doing so as well because of how big that game is. But no, I was right. just asking because, um, you know, they do have a different feel. But like, especially with Witcher 3, I know a lot of people who absolutely loved it. And I know I, Maddie and I have talked about this a ton, that there's just such a different feel between that and like a, a Fallout or what. Like there's there's something so weird about some, the differences in some of these games. Like when you, so somebody says, Oh, I'm going to make a third person, this or whatever. You're like, okay, I pretty much got it. But then if it said, if they said it's CD project red, it would be mm-hmm. a completely different thought process. than if somebody said obsidian, like it, it's weird right. how they get so locked into their very particular feels, you know, they've got, they've got certain feels, which is also interesting. You mentioned cyberpunk because I think I, pissed off my entire discord by saying at times cyberpunk when you're in first person feels like an obsidian game and they people are so mad and i'm like no 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 go go look go look at uh fallout right uh, or go look at a outer worlds and run around in outer worlds and tell me at times in if you're in first person mode that cyberpunk at times doesn't like there's a lot there it's not witcher 
not even close yeah. to feeling like Witcher. It's feeling much more like an which I think should please Bethesda fans, but I don't know if Bethesda fans will be okay with that because I think Bethesda fans only like Bethesda games. I don't know. People in chat yeah. can tell me if I'm wrong on that, but a lot of times right. I feel like every time I mention like another game, they're like, "Well, it's not a Bethesda." Have you right. ever played any of the? I I am supposed. By the way, people listening, I'm supposed to move on to. I have a topic here. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, uh, Baldur's Gate three and Legion, which is it has some news and some other stuff. But I, I have to ask him some questions. Um, I'm 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 ready. When so you played some of some of uh, Outer Worlds. You've played some of Witcher three. You do you plan on beating Cyberpunk? I am planning on it unless I, you know, I'm not going to force myself to play it if I hate it. But it could follow the same but pattern. Yeah, it could. Yeah. So it's certainly possible. Have you played the B tier games of this, of these kind of, so like an Elix or a Gothic Elix. or a Risen or a. I've not played any of these. You have not no. played any. Okay. Interesting. Have you played, did you do Vampire? No, but I really want to now that it's on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, okay. You um, should. You yeah, because that I've always heard that that's pretty good. Yeah, the reason why I was bringing up like a Elix or, 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 or whatever is because there's almost a level of quality to like a Cyberpunk where you see it and you're like, yeah, that's the, that's like AAA. Or yeah. Microsoft calling everything 4A, which by the way, anybody listening quadruple a. that's fucking not real <laughs> yeah that's not real that's um but yeah you see these and even to me skyrim i don't know about you but i remember when i was first playing skyrim i was like yeah this looks good but i wasn't there's something about skyrim's um and bethesda's engine that never makes me think triple a i don't know why i think because it's mm -hmm. sort of cumbersome rocks are sort of blocky blah 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 but elix risen gothic all of those are like one lower b tier but they're some of my favorite games of all time so you haven't played did you do two worlds mm -mm. oh wow okay um interesting so piranha bites games what about greedfall that's another one that i want to play okay okay so yeah. the low so so the tier you've played then is bethesda games you haven't like gone into the yeah like like sort of crunchier type type right. titles like this interesting <sighs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I th I think that that makes sense off the bat, but are you I don't a know. fan of Final Fantasy? Uh, the Final Fantasy games more than okay, I see. Yeah, probably more on the Japanese side. That makes for sense. sure. Um, I mean, I'm hit and miss with some of the more modern Final Fantasy games, but like 15, I don't know. It's it, can you even really compare Final Fantasy 15 to a game like The Witcher? No, and that's – I'm glad I asked that because now I get where you're coming. Because I was like, so he just must not play a bunch. But then, of course, yeah, Final Fantasy, and then all of a sudden you have that entire entire stream of consciousness. So, no, they don't. No, there's no yeah. – I mean, they're, they're their own – which I guess I get now why people say, like, Microsoft owns a good deal of the Western style. Um, right. I get, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess in a way they do. Hey, speaking of Square, we can jump onto a, a topic instead sure, of just. Sure, let's do it. Uh, Avengers dropped to a, less than a thousand people. Ooh. This is news. Dropped to less than a thousand people in their server population, and they or people are stating that it's causing issues with connectivity. So, like multiplayer right. games. Um, have you jumped into this? No, and I don't plan to, especially now. 
because <laughs> here's here's what I've gathered about this game. I have many friends that purchased it and played it. And every time I talked to them, they said, this game is not very good, but I'm having fun. Yeah. And I said, great. That's that's the whole point of playing games is having fun. And sometimes a game doesn't have to be good for it to be fun. Yeah, that's just it helps. But and the vibe I got, I was like, man, this feels like a game that is a you play it in the moment. And if you're not there during the moment, then that's it. Yeah, it's done. And it seems like based on this information, that may be very true, because especially on, I mean, it makes sense that PC that this is happening first on PC mm -hmm. and not uh, on console, but I didn't think it would be this soon. I mean, that's that's pretty bad, which I know there were problems with the beta. Yeah. As far as PC performance that yeah. eventually got ironed out in the yeah. actual release. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where usually when all my friends are playing a game, I get, you know, I have a fear of missing out and I'll I'll cave even if it's not something I'm super interested in. I don't know. This one I just I had a bad feeling about and I didn't have like an imperative to cover the game. So I just sat it out and seems like that was the right thing to do. That works perfect for me. If you got this far, hashtag FOMO. F O M Hashtag FOMO. Yeah, FOMO <laughs> feeling of missing out or fear of missing out. One of my friends was right. like, why are you calling it feeling of missing out? And I'm like, because I I never feel fear, but it's just because I was fucking up the term. Um, so it's weird. It, it, and I would like to know what people think if, if if other people listening or especially with Avengers are having this. So what's weird is Avengers canceled. I don't know if you ever played the Diablo one, but they had Omega, which Maddie and oh, I. right. Yeah, dude. Like that's our like when we talk about like games that we gelled over originally when we started to know each other. It was Omega. it was like how this game is fucking awesome, like a Diablo X-Men or sorry, Diablo Marvel. And it had more players when they canceled it per platform than this has. Damn. That to me is that. a sheer devastating number. Devastating. Devastating. Like that's, that's to me is like, how is this where it is right now? And what's weird is it is fun at times and a game can be fun and not good. And a game can be fun and good and can be really good and still not be fun depending on how you term fun. But I think with Avengers, dude, lower than a thousand not being streamed. I think one of the things it shows about Avengers too is that like some games have that weird cloying personality where they'll stick with you like a Path of Exile where somebody's like, dude, I, I, I ground another 20 levels in Path of Exile. And you're like, what are you fucking doing? It's the same three bad guys. But there's, a gr there's something to it that they can do that grindiness. And Avengers does not have it, man. It does right. not have it. And, and one of the things is probably the tech tree even like even just playing it for review in the first day i had already unlocked the second tech tree and got points in that and the third like you were you know you're already like wait how much is there here to unlock that kind of stuff and uh it's sort of sad because dude i'm sort of into superheroes lately i was sort of hoping this i was a big fan of ultimate alliance 3 um, it wasn't the greatest game in the world. I was just like, I, I dig it. It was a full, complete experience sure. with DLC. And now we have this, and they haven't even seen their first, like, you know, update. Like, we haven't seen a single update yet for Avengers, as in, like, new, new stuff. And I don't know if we'll be hearing about it. If, if, which, right. to me, then that saddles you with, like, is it Square and Marvel will have no issue coming back? 
or is it like where suddenly we have a dearth? I don't know if you've lived through this, but a couple times, like if, if IP doesn't do well, you have a you know a five year span where like the companies don't trust each other, I guess, and you don't get mm. any games in that mm-hmm. sphere. And I'm a little nervous for that because I, I like like. I'm a big fan of, depending on if they're done well, I'm a big fan of superhero games. Um, did, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's interesting. Um, just, I think that part of my reason that I'm not super interested in this game is that I feel burnt out on superheroes. Um, in, okay. And gotcha. I think that that's on the movie side, because it's right. like, you know, we've we've had the whole last 10 years of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and they've been pretty good and then i i actually when i saw endgame i'm like okay this is it for me like this is gonna be you know the end of the the whole 10-year saga anything after this will it really be quite as good Mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe it will be but um so anyway yeah i was kind of just feeling like just burn out but yeah, that actually makes sense because I burned out earlier than you because I just now recently saw Endgame. Like, it, dude, it. Oh, I, yeah. oh, I froze, by the way. So, uh, yeah. can you write this down? The time for you, just in case. So, if Maddie chooses to remove this from the video, he can do so. Sure. So, anybody listening, if Maddie leaves this in, um, we're having an issue with Discord. So, occasionally. Oh, and I'm already unfroze. Look at that. Woo! The magic of Discord. I froze for a second. There you though. go. Maddie likes to delete that stuff. He likes to make us all look beautiful and perfect. Um, oh. With with Avengers, I get I, I guess I get what you're saying. I I'm not a big fan of Marvel big stuff at all. At all. Mm. Uh I do like Batman, but more the origin stories or the lower magic tier the, the lower power tier stuff. Like I you know, it I I don't like super powered bad guys or good guys. It's sort of like the, you know, street level, the really low level guys. So I'm enjoying comics in that area. But I think with this one, it definitely does feel like they tried to do the movies. And then also you're like, dude, they just fought the fucking Infinity Gauntlet. Now they're fighting this punk. You're just like, it's not, he's yeah. not even a scary bad guy. You're like, seriously? Right. Like, these guys, yeah. there's, no ch- there's no challenge here. And then also, I don't know about you, but I don't think they handled the weird shit where it's like, why am I teaching Thor how to swing his hammer? I don't mm. understand. There's no fiction that makes any sense where I'm teaching these guys who are heroes, how to use their shit. And I know that a lot of people will be like, dude, they have to do that. They probably do. But I do think that they're, especially with skills and stuff, I found myself looking at the skills and I don't know about you. I have to love the skills. Right. Like, Cause you buy yeah, it. It's an essential part. It's an essential part. Yeah. It's like, I want to see the new big hotness. And I don't think there's a single move by the way, on any character that we haven't seen in a book well, mostly in the movies. Well, you haven't seen the movies. Like the slap from Hulk. You're like, that's great and everything. But you got to figure something else out. You know, because right. otherwise it's it's just retreading the same. So, yeah, a thousand people. So if anybody out there is playing this, I would play it ASAP because it, I don't know what they're, you know, like how long is Square going to support it? We've only got a thousand people playing it. That's another thing with you, I mean, service. You, I wonder if there's what their contract is with Marvel. I mean. Oh. You mean like almost like a performance contract? You gotta wonder, yeah. I yeah, mean you do. Yeah. <laughs> I like I have no it's issue with good. Square overall. I know a lot of people uh, are big Final Fantasy fans, stuff like that. I think Square handles stuff fairly well. Uh but 
with this game, I just think it was handled so poorly. To be like, hey, here's some X-Men, but you can't dress them up is the weirdest fuck. And they tried to explain it away, and I know that's Marvel. People have said that's Marvel. But the idea that I can't customize my character is so fucking weird. Like, it just feels so weird to be all, all right, man, I'm putting on a different suit, and that's it. You can't, like, you know, you get these gauntlets. And you can see them, by the way, when you're upgrading. They're on the character. So you're like, oh, that's cool. And then when you, like, drop out of the close-up, you know. Wow. You just can't see it I anymore. didn't know that. Yeah, the customize they're the only customizable are the skins. So uh, so like a costume. So you can, if you get a new breastplate that looks awesome, you can't wear it. And they were like, "No, no, no. You you can what did they say? Something like you can't design as well as our artists. So we don't want to give you the like authority to make your guy look the way you want." That's the stupidest response. You would not believe. I've had I've had fans so mad at me. They're like, "Dude, they know. It is much better that we have no control." over customizable they know what to do and i'm like you don't understand they could still do that you could still put it they're like i've seen a guy with red pants and a fucking blah 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 and i'm like so you've seen superman look at superman when you get a chance look at superman it's one of the worst designs i've ever seen it's like an american flag flying around (laughs) right look at the color on that it's fucking horrendous i've never understood the appeal of superman visually or (laughs) he's pretty he's pretty dumb looking visually i just (laughs) It was America, it. though, obviously, right? Like, right. if that had been based in, like, Russia, it would have been red and yellow, you know? It's a, what is it, truth, justice in the American way? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's Superman's exactly. thing. It's Superman's thing. But, yeah, yeah, so, and it's also why I think Injustice works so well with their Spider-Man. Uh, originally, one of the suits was white, which had never been done. And so oh. they made Insomniac Spider-Man look a different way. And so you caught on to it. But with this game, none of that happens. You're just, you're always like, oh, I'm 1950s Thor. Which, by the way, mm. is terrible. If you're out there Thanks. listening, don't get that one. Uh, let's talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, let's do that. Like. So, this is, uh, you know, I, I know Maddie likes to read uh, the various different, uh, like, l- little bits off the news. I'm not as good as Maddie. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Twitter. This is from Ghost of Tsushima's Sucker Punch's actual Twitter. They say... Ghost of Tsushima will be playable on PS5 on day one. This is, there's two bits of data. Uh, via backwards compatibility, you'll be able to transfer your save. So I want to make sure that's clear because somebody was asking me in chat just now. Is it going to be updated? At this point, it just looks like it's backwards compat. However, the new patch that they're releasing the end of this month adds four-player co-op with some missions. So my question is, Dustin, do you know if it's four-player? If it's like some missions are for summer two, that is correct to my understanding. Okay, um, is that there are different missions suited for different amounts of players. So I don't know so, about you. What do you think? Are you are you going to return? Oh yeah, okay. I am really excited for this uh, on multiple levels, and it's it's weird because I I think the thing that I might be excited about the most is just how visually different this update is they're going full on i mean it's called ghost of shima legends Mm. so it's right in the title but i love this fantastic this fantasy element to Mm. it and honestly i'm just really curious to see how they translate this purely single player game into having multiplayer and not only that they're they're going even a step further that they're having well at least they're calling it a raid 
in the game. I saw that. So all of this, I mean, it sounds at least at the very least interesting to check out. And so uh, for that alone, I will definitely, and I mean, why not? If you already own the game, it's just more value for your purchase. And did you see that you can do dogs and you can pet dogs and you can have them as pets? Yeah, I, did I saw see that, that this morning. Yeah, it's like ghost dogs. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about that, but I saw it this morning. Um, and I I can find the exact date. Let me because I got a PR email about this, and um, this is one of the games that from Sony in particular, I personally feel is like branches off from the typical third person they always do. So like to me, this is probably my favorite. I would say well, it's game of the it, not game of the year. I'm say it could be game of the year for a lot of people because it released in this year, and I, I know a lot of people forget that. Um, but it's just, there's something so dynamic about it. So it's free update 1.1. This is uh, launching October 16th. So next Friday during our podcast. So it says Ghost of Shima Legends features two player story missions and four player survival missions, as well as a raid that we will release in the weeks following. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I was not aware of that. So there is four player survival missions right away, but the raid will be later. It says you'll be able to pick one of four classes. Each one has their own unique advantages. When you start Ghost of Tsushima Legends after a short tutorial, you'll choose which class you want to unlock first. As you rank up, you'll unlock all of the remaining classes. Okay, that's cool. In addition to each starting with their own unique ability, each class can unlock an alternate ability as you progress, as well as earning class-specific charms and ranged weapons. While playing with friends, you can mix and match classes however you like, whether it's a party of four, all playing the same class, everyone playing a different class. or With single-player fans and about the addition of N+, if you've already beaten Ghost of Tsushima, you'll find the option to re-embark on Jin's journey. You'll start with the N+, from the release to the open world shortly after Jin's initial confrontation. Okay, so you'll jump in and not have to do the tutorial. Interesting. You'll keep all the techniques, gear, and vanity items obtained in a previous playthrough, and difficulty will be increased. Dude, that game is so fucking... I what it, what excites me about what you're reading right now is that it does not sound like some kind of tacked on multiplayer at all. Yeah, at yeah. All. This is a a full feature. I mean, this sounds um, like DLC, I mean, mini DLC, maybe. Yeah, this sounds like something that they could charge for, yeah. like justifiably charge for. I'm, I mean, I don't want to encourage that. No, no, no. But... And they said it was free, so we're good. Right. Yeah. So. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm not really sure what to expect fully when it comes to the moment to moment playing it, but um you remember yeah, I think it's Oh god. Oh, and I was do we I don't think we talked about the uh you'd mentioned the PS5 thing, right? Yeah, I just mentioned that it states that it'll be backwards compatible, but it it doesn't so, look like it'll be like increased. Something they said, let me let me verify this. Something they said was um, they're going to basically offer an unlocked frame rate. Okay, well, here we go. Mm. PS5 owners playing with Game Boost will see an extra option to allow frame rates up to 60 FPS. And while loading speeds on the PS4 are already great, just wait until you see them on PS5. So that is exciting, to me at least, that as far, you know, we just are starting to learn about Game Boost, which is sort of basically what we're seeing already with the Series X with the people yeah. that have them. Um, that if a game has an unlocked frame rate on PS4, the PS5 should be able to just crank that up. So, what interested me, maybe a little nervous, I forgot I had seen that was that they said up to sixty. Yeah, 
And yeah, just, I mean, I mean, that could be them being safe, but I'm surprised they didn't say if it was going to hit 90. I'm not saying it's going to, but if it was going, if it was possible to hit 120, they do what Microsoft said, which is 120, because Microsoft loves to tout 120. It's on the box, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows. It's on the Xbox box, 120. So they're touting that. I, I would have hoped. I mean, I don't think it'll go below 60 because even the performance mode wasn't like it was going up and down. It was at four. I, I remember. Well, no, it didn't raise up in that game much, did it? It only raised like four or five frames. So, hmm. Maybe there's just a lot going on because they don't even talk about resolution either. There's, they're not like, they're not, they're not bumping anything. And Game Boost, we know, is pretty much just like the basic faster CPU kind of thing where it's like, we're not, we're not touching it. We're just faster. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I want, it'd be awesome if it's locked 60 and they just didn't want to say, or not locked 60, right. but above 60. Um, I don't know about you also. I thought they did a good job on that game. Cinematically, I wasn't bothered that it was at 30. I was just like, whatever, you know. Right. It played. Is, but I will always prefer a game at 60, of course. Yeah. Um, but some companies are able to nail it nail mm. make a 30 fps feel good and that's what matters the most yeah. is over in the end how does it feel to play mm. and uh it was a good good 30 fps game unlike a game like bloodborne which is also technically 30 fps but has, but has really terrible frame pacing <laughs> issues and i know that on digital foundry they also talk about how 30 fps can feel better based on motion blur like yeah. that's a thing that they did in in spider-man so yeah, there are ways to do it right. There and there's another way of, uh, you know, if you interplay, if you take basically, if you take the polling rate and you crank it, you can have a polling rate for input and draw your frame at a different time too. So you can have like mm. the the input of the frame drawn later, and you can end up feeling much more, um, much more impressive when it comes to motion input. Which was Horizon or Forza Horizon did that. Forza Horizon was running at thirty, and it's I think its polling was a hundred and twenty. It might have even been oh. higher, but what it was do what it does is it's taking all the updates for physics and it's ready. And then once the game is ready to draw, it takes all of that into account on the frame. And what happens is it feels hyper responsive, even though it's thirty, because it's oh, actually okay. updating wherever you are and then drawing the frame right then. And uh, I've I've watched the digital or not digital founder the GDC discussion of Spider Man. Spider Man also. I have a frame, I have a, a picture of this, which is pretty cool. It shows you every single thing done in a single frame of Spider-Man. All their buffer, every check that they do, how they handle cash misses. And it's pretty crazy how just a little thing, moving something a little bit in the frame and a little bit back can suddenly make it magically feel better. And like you said, frame pacing. People will be like, well, it's 30 frames per second. It feels juddery. And it's like, exactly. Because one's drawn at the first point of one millisecond, the other's drawn at the very end of the next point, and so there is a bigger gap. It's just yeah. your 60 to you seems like the end point, and it's not. I think with Ghost, man, they did a good job with the motion blur. They did a good job with cinematically. Ah, damn, game. It'll be in my game of the year list, that's for sure. I mean... Yeah, me too. It For sure. It feels I, like I can nothing. say it won't be my game of the year already, because I already have something else in oh, mind. Dear. Yeah, but 80s. uh, no. Oh, okay. Persona, I just Persona, Persona Five Royal. Oh, Royal. Yeah, Hades will also be part of the conversation because every time I play that game, I'm like, "Damn, this game is fun." I don't know That's anybody who doesn't like game. it. I literally so, don't know anybody. 
so good. Um, but yeah. Um, with Ghost, adding new weapons, new charms also, like you said, I think that'll that'll add some longevity to the multiplayer, which could get boring pretty quick. I personally hope it doesn't hold you to particular spots on your missions. What I mean is, if if the mission is at the top, even though the missions are specifically for two or four people, I hope that they're all over the map and that if you go the other way, it doesn't say, you know, you've exited the map or, you know, oh. you're too, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I hope there's no technical limitations. We had that with, um, was it Crackdown 3? There was a game that came out recently that everybody was really happy about, and then people started going too far away from each other. And it, we're oh. stunned to see it be like, you know, you're too far away, and people be like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? Right. It's Because at that, I really think if you're going to throw two people in a game, you need to prepare for them to go opposite. Like, right <laughs> that's just yeah i don't know uh, what that was i feel like i did hear about that though. yeah because i'm pretty sure it was a big deal like it when it came up it was one of those things where people were like oh well that's you know it's great and everything but that's a huge deal to be able to you know explore the way you want and i think we've seen even other companies say hey you know you can go look at wasteland 3 you can jump in and do completely different quests you know in yeah. each other that game it, game is mind-boggling how big that thing is. Did you play? Yeah, you played that. I played like a little bit, uh, okay. and then I, I decided I was like, not right now. Mm, it's a something lot. about it. Yeah, I was like, I just don't know if I want to commit to this right now. So, you know what? Let's before because I want to talk about Legion and Second Extinction for a second because I don't think I've ever talked to you about Second Extinction. But real quick, is there anything for news-wise that we want to cover for the PS5 and the Xbox? You know, the teardowns happened. Yeah, there... I mean, the teardowns. We saw the Xbox Series X teardown a few months ago. I think well, yeah. uh, Austin Evans was the first one on YouTube. Yeah. And... Like, invited out him in Digital Foundry. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, as far as the PS5 teardown, the only thing that I found interesting was the confirmation of the fact that few months ago in bloomberg they had said that they were having trouble keeping the production cost of the ps5 down and part of it was a bespoke cooler and because normally they just throw in like a, a heat sink that cost a few dollars yeah and we saw the the heat sink on this thing and it's huge and custom is, and custom huge custom they got a giant fan and I was surprised to see Sony put liquid metal as far as the uh, instead of thermal paste, which I don't know a ton about liquid metal other than what I've seen on YouTube, other than it's works really well and that it's very hard to apply properly. Yeah. So there's definitely some special sauce in their manufacturing to do that. You know what? Not to put my tinfoil hat on. But gonna every single thing that they do makes me feel like that thing has heating. Hmm. Like they're the ones with the weird ass cooler, a massive console. You have to take it apart to put new NVMe in it, which is nuts. I've never. I was completely surprised to see that to add NVMe, you have to take it apart, which to me is like, I don't know how many people are gonna want to do that versus just plugging it in. Well, like that's pretty that much was... the same as PS4 Pro. You got to rip the top off. Yeah, it just but you don't rip the top off to put to put added stuff. You put oh. you plug it in with a USB. 
on the PS4. So this oh, is... Oh, I was thinking about as far as swapping out the hard drive. No, this doesn't allow you. You can't swap out the hard drive on the PS5. The, right. You, the, you can re- only add. You can only add. And yeah. you, to add, you either use your USB or you take it apart to put new NVMe in there. Otherwise, your NVMe is, lo- is limited to the USB 3.1 speed, which Xbox went away and said, we're going to allow you to put plug it in and it's full speed. So... Their design is weird. And then also they have a Cyclone cooler, which I got to tell you, I don't know anybody who thinks that's a good idea yet. Cyclone coolers, which are the circular ones that that you saw that look a little bit like a vacuum almost, like a Dyson vacuum. One of the problems is they have a tendency to pull their own dust back in. And then you see that they're like, oh, well, we have dust suck holes in the side of the PS5. So So to me, personally, just me, it feels like a bunch of their choices are either one, to mitigate the PS4's issues, which I think we can all agree for sure they're doing, which is the the heating your room up issue and sounding like a fucking, you know, explosive. Um, but just other stuff. I don't know, man. Something about their design, especially because Sony is usually... Sony had a big PS3. We can admit that. That thing was a George Foreman grill. But this thing is abnormal. Like, I remember I was showing it to a PC maker who was like, the fuck? Like, that thing yeah. is... What? That thing is, it is the eye of Sauron. It's huge. What? And most people I talk to are like, oh, that indicates some issue. And what I think their issue is most likely has nothing to do with the CPU, which I think liquid metal school. I think their issue is they can't, you can't do a bunch of work on a particular part of your system and then like, and ignore physics. One of their problems is the PCIe 4 memory and PCIe memory as a whole, NVMe, runs incredibly hot. And I personally believe that their extra speed that they're shooting for in all these ways most likely has a particular, like, thermal amount that is just much higher than we're seeing or we have seen. And so all of these other things we see are to mitigate that one thing, which which isn't necessarily bad, but it does explain all of the other stuff. They have some weird-ass right. design. I mean, the first time you see it, you're like, wow. But then when you see it next to an Xbox X and you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. And then when they took it apart, 80% of it is cooler. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the honest well, truth, right? That heat sink is a fucking monster. A big boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, which is fine. Wasn't it? So you, you have a more technical, technical minded than me. But I'll, so I'll try to see if this makes sense to you in Mark Cerny's, you know, the power hour where he described the, uh, all the different aspects, they were talking about the CPU and the way that it can constantly boost clock. Yeah. It's variable. It's variable. right. So, and wouldn't that make it necessary to have an extreme, uh, well, not an extreme, but a more, extreme cooling solution since it could it could potentially be at that high boost clock like constantly right it could but i think the big thing is actually even past that when you look at their the even even people who know gpus are like their gpu clock is ridiculous it's insane it's the high i think it's the highest gpu clock there is and i Mm. think the big worry is that like, remember that, so when you when you cut one of these out of a wafer, you always have a particular number of CUs, computational units, that you know will fail. 
So, for example, Microsoft has 52 in theirs, I think, CU units. So a good number more than PlayStation. But they also have more on the wafer. They just know that some will fail. And so what they do is they're like, okay, so maybe this is 58. We'll cut it down by six. And, and you, you test it. And you're like, okay, this works. And with Sony so high, I think the money issue, like you were right, you know, Bloomberg was like, oh, it's because this. No, I think Sony's money issue was a fab production issue. You are trying to push it at such a high speed that your chance of failure is a little bit higher on your wafer. So, because that's what right. I used to that do at sense. HP. You're pulling that out, of, and you're saying you're you're taking it out of the oven, and you're like, how many wafer, or how many how many work on this thing? So, no, I agree with you for sure. The the variable the variable clock not so much because, for example, Xbox is actually higher when it comes to the CPU. You can prepare for that, but I think all those in, yeah, for sure, you got to prepare. If they knew it would be able to run at a high speed all the time, every I get that some people are like variable clocks awesome. It variable clock the easiest way to describe it, it's a little bit more complicated than this, is almost like telling your 3080 to overclock and then not stay at that overclock, but go higher sometimes when it can. What most mm-hmm. of devs would say is, well, what's what it can? Why wouldn't we just always be high? That doesn't make any sense. And then you get the thing, well, because then it's pulling more watts from the wall. Well, now it's more heat because that's exactly what watts technically are. So, yeah, you're right. It is that. It's just, it's big. I mean, all that we just said doesn't explain. Dude, so I don't know about you. You have a nice PC. You got your 3080. I have a three Mm. fan cooler. I think that's what you have. Do you have a two fan or a three fan liquid cooler in your PC? Or do you have an air fan on your CPU? Okay. Yeah, I have a two fan liquid cool. Okay, Close and I have it. a I have a three fan liquid cool, the big ones, so that they turn a little slower because I don't want to hear the sound. Um, and I was looking at that, and then looking at what Sony has, and Sony's is probably a two point five, is what it looks like, and it's got a cut out of one side and all this stuff. To me, what that indicates is you're talking about, and remember this is AMD as well, so there's some differences in heating, but you're talking about a system that's probably running fucking insanely hot. And right. it reminds me a little bit of the Xbox original. I remember taking it apart. And there's so much room in that. And the reason why is they were so nervous that they were going to have a red ring that they basically had a box. And they were like, let's make sure it can vent the air that it needs to vent. And let's do all this. Right. I think that's what you're seeing from Sony is like an anti-PS4 situation and an anti-their-own-choices situation. But the big thing is NVMe, man. Do you, have you seen the videos, Dustin, of NVMe at its hottest? On YouTube? No, I haven't. I know that that they come pre-installed with their own heat sinks. Dude. Which says something. Dustin, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. They will have the thermal predator vision. And you just see the NVMe just go like normal. And And then just. (laughs) Oh, it's so fucking hot. It's so hot. And at long speeds, you know, that's. That's how it works. It it doesn't cool down. It gets hotter and hotter. So I think that's all all of it put together. It's weird with the. This is totally stupid, but with my um with my computers that I build, obviously you want to keep them them cool with lots of fans. But if I'm running like I was running Doom Eternal at 4K and 120 FPS, and I like was putting my hand over the vents and feeling all the heat coming off, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's something satisfying of like this machine's running hot oh yeah because somebody was saying the xbox was running hot and then the person who reported it was like that's not what i meant but the thing about the xbox uh putting out heat that's what that is what you want for sure right i do think though 
what people are nervous about and maybe are having a hard time describing is you don't want a PS4 heating your room issue. Right. You know, you, yeah. you you do want that. You want the design to be at a point to where it won't be that way. I think that's something that we're going to see, you know, like in a couple months, just like the red ring, just like um, the yellow light of death, all that stuff. It, it takes many months of people. Well, like the 3080, you know, all the reviews were like, it's perfect. And then you find out that there's like capacitor issue, right? And then there's a driver yeah. issue. And so that'll happen for both systems, I think. I think Switch had what? Switch has got the the drift. Yeah, that seems to be the, the main issue. That's the main issue. With Switch. Switch, yeah. So, yeah, they all have them. I, I think overall it's been pretty interesting to see the teardowns. It's cool. I It's cool to see them, both companies, pretty open about it. Like, yeah, here's what it is. You know, here's what it looks like. Um. I don't know about you though. I don't have space. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to figure out how to get those next to my it like it, like they're they're ones ungainly looking the the tube of the X and the other's just massive which is the PS5. So it'll be going to be hard for me to Yeah, mine I'm pretty sure it'll fit in my entertainment console center mm-hmm. but it will have to be um horizontal. Right, because there's just there's no way that thing's going vertical, dude. Fucking, they showed no that way. picture, and I was just like, "That is that a small Asian man or is that a big <laughs> PS five? Yeah, I was like, and "What's like, happening yes. on this big?" Yes, exactly. To the both, the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it is. It is a monster. But I think in the end, we should all be happy because, like, I would rather deal with some space issues or even the ugliness uh, of, like, if you don't like the look of one of them, because you'd rather have it cool anyway, you know, and be safe right. and not have red ring i did think it was funny that xbox on twitter because they they released the teardown and showed how you can move the stand from the bottom to you know one side or the other and xbox posted this thing is like here's how you put xbox one x or xbox series x uh horizontal and it just showed like one picture up and then the other picture on its side. Oh, it was gotcha. supposed to be like a funny thing yeah. the thing though that bothers me about that is you can't remove that circular base on yeah. the Series X, which I'm going to have to put if if I do end up getting one, it will be horizontal. And I'm like, well, great. Now there's going to be this circular rubber disc on the bottom that I don't know. It's going to bother me. It was just so weird for me to see them try to, like, have this, like, Twitter. Moment. Well, it might have like, been because everybody was, like, pretending that the screw was the most amazing thing they'd ever seen. I don't know if you saw, but right. Polygon wrote a, a, a article stating, like. It is a moment of genius to have a screw on the base. Right. No lie, their article states that, and I'm and they're like, you know, this is the most artistic genius ever. And I'm like, dude, I have like eight thousand items that have that. What are right. we talking? Like, are we that thirsty? I think we are thirsty. And X- yeah. Xbox I mean, in particular is run by bros. <laughs> like, I, you know, it- right? I said this on on Sacred Symbols, but I'll say it again here. Sony has nice little touches with their consoles that i don't think anyone else does yeah not not nobody but like the uh ps4 pro the the little rubber stoppers are the the different symbols on the bottom yeah right and i like like they've always done this the playstation 2 you could turn the logo based on the how you had it yeah that was cool yeah they always have these nice little touches is it a stroke of genius no but it is neat it shows their tv chops i think yeah oh yeah you know it just shows that they've been do you know they know like that's what they do is make stuff that goes in your 
in your house and no matter mm. like who else is releasing against them they probably have that sort of down pat i will say the ps3 sorry i think missed that completely oh yeah that thing i hated but um i definitely see that like they it is weird though i found the xbox all their plugins are in the normal places I don't understand the PS5 having a USB in the center of its column. I still am confused on the front USB. They they showed the teardown. You have your normal back USBs, and then you have this massive console with a single USB in the center on the PS5. And I don't know why that bothers me so much. I think it's because I'm accustomed to the PC, where it's like on the top, you know, on mm. an edge. And when I keep seeing that, I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm just like, that's, that means a wire will be going up. For me, because of how I have things set up, a wire will either be going up out of my entertainment center or down, like across the device. Like I don't know that that to me was sort of was sort of wonky. I would say of all of the ones I've seen, I think the PS2 probably had the best overall design. It, like right. it just was sort of good. Like it did its things. It had the little stuff. PS3 was a little weird. This one. I haven't seen enough. I'm going to have to see this one to sort of make a judgment. I think their so, controller's better, though. Oh, yeah. Design. Do you think one of my theories was, and I didn't think about this until recently, that uh, that USB-C port on the front, I think that's for PlayStation VR 2. I would assume, yeah. Because yeah. Th- th- that way that it's right on the front, they can just... You have one cable going in. Everyone complains about the breakout box for PSVR, rightfully so. It, that thing is annoying. Yeah. Um, especially if you own the first version and it strips out your HDR. That, oh, that I have makes both me versions so just because of that. Uh, honestly, I almost upgraded. I did. <laughs> because I was able to get a deal. I was like, well, I could buy this one and sell my old one. And then it would be like a $50 thing just so I don't have to unplug it constantly. Yeah. But so that's what I, I would assume that that. Here's the thing that scares me about that. Uh, Reverb just uh, did Reverb version 2, and they they finally said that due to the bandwidth and all that stuff, you simply can't do good quality VR uh, with HD now um, using power through your USB device. So they switched to mm. a plug-in USB. Uh, pl- sorry, a plug-in, a, a normal a- outlet. And I was celebrating that because I have the original Reverb, but I saw that and I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome because not only that, it also allows you to extend the cable length, which you can't do currently with the reverb because it's getting everything from the USB. So I think you're absolutely right. It probably is that. But I do think that if it is that, one thing we will see with both systems and how they do VR is who cares? Are they going to? So Microsoft seems like a big deal is going to be streaming. I think, you know, especially with their change to, you know, MySpace and all that stuff, it seems like they're not giving up streaming. Sony, I'm sure, isn't going to give it up. I just wonder if Sony, how they're going to handle somebody streaming a VR game, because you can't, like, some of this stuff that you do in the breakout box is on purpose on the breakout box. You can't do on a on the CPU slash GPU and then pipe it through your USB. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. But I think you're right. Yeah. I think I think power-wise, um, the one on front is where it is doesn't make sense but like having the one big one on front that's you know they have the hyper fast usbs which is awesome yeah i don't know man because we haven't heard anything about psvr either so it's like yeah how many plugins will i need right yeah i think it's probably smart that they're quiet on psvr 2 right now you don't want to add another price right 
right? Yeah. You don't want to have the sticker shock is like spend $500 on the console and then probably four or 500 on a VR headset as well. I'm so, so. excited to see these consoles if they do embrace VR because oh, dude. the yeah. games will be made for them, which just isn't, you and I just aren't seeing that on PC, other than Star Wars. I just don't think we're mm -hmm. seeing that on PC, the game that's like AAA. I think Medal of Honor is doing a game. Um, Fallout and Skyrim are ports. What's what's games that are full? There's been a couple. Oh man! Oh, the game by Insomniac. They did oh, Insomniac yeah. did the the full VR, and then the uh, so there were two big ones. I can't remember the other one. Mage something. So there has been a couple, but yeah, it's good, right. dude. I don't know, man. It's going to be, and then seeing how the console controllers work out because I'm really disappointed in Microsoft um, doing. You know, they added the share button. Uh, but that's not right. that's it. And then Sony, I'm I'm disappointed as well because they got the, uh, you know they they've sort of done a step up from the triggers. But I have the little back button thing, the adapter for the PS4, and they didn't add back buttons, which seems odd because they were selling an yeah, adapter. Yeah, that was weird, right? And then Microsoft is like, hey, buy our Elite, and I'm like, you can fuck off. That's makes no that those things are they're it's insanely expensive i feel like both of them missed some kind of opportunity i guess that's just me i would like to have well, seen something happen there right yeah the the back button thing is especially puzzling to me because they released that and we already knew about the dual sense i think at the time that they we released did. that or something and so it was like speculation will the dual sense already have this whatever. and i mean wouldn't you assume like i did yeah. i assumed i was like oh that's to prepare us you know right yeah i don't and so now i'm guessing that like okay so if you spent 30 dollars on that little adapter when ps5 comes out just you know throw it in the trash or something because it, <laughs> i don't think it will even work it's not the same sense. shape yeah yeah, because there is a different shape there. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that works. And like Sony has the they have the mic right in the PS4 controller. Um, mm -hmm. They had something else. There was a couple oh, things. Here's this is funny. I just saw this today that that camera, the HD camera they're selling uh, the is not camera. compatible with PSVR. The HD camera. There's. Yeah, there's a there's a special PS5 camera. It's not compatible with what? It's it does not work with PSVR. You have to use your old camera, which they are providing a free adapter, which they have not explained how you're going to get that free adapter yet. I'm sure you'll have to mail in for it, but dude, uh, I'm telling you, it feels like <laughs> you can tell something's happened. It, it would yeah. be I, whether it's you know the virus. It'll be so great in two years because I bet you. We will all be sitting here talking about the thing that we didn't know about that occurred behind the scenes. Because, like, I, I'm sure you heard, but PS5 was supposedly going to release last year. And then all oh, that yeah. changed. Some people are saying now it's because they found out about Xbox a little bit like Saturn found out about PS1. So Saturn added the dual risk processor, which fucked them up. So it's like, does that explain why the system looks weird? And while, like, why, why these choices were made? Microsoft does some weird stuff that you can never figure out. I think Microsoft's a little bit more understandable, but one thing that blows me away about Microsoft is why the fuck, how did they not know Apple was not going to allow it all work for streaming, for instance, to put their app on the app? Like I was telling a friend going, you're telling me two big companies, Microsoft didn't realize that, that Apple was going to say, no, we don't want you. Like you have to pass every game through. Like how, yeah. how was that not? Look at NVIDIA. They got in a bunch of trouble too for doing streaming 
GeForce Go, they started charging and all the developers dropped. All those developers were like, we didn't tell them it was okay. It's like, well, who at NVIDIA then at a massive company didn't realize that they needed to call these other, like, how does that happen? Because you and I, if you're not on the podcast, you tweet us. How is mm -hmm. it that we know what we're doing and like millionaires at NVIDIA aren't like, oh shit, we got to tell Activision that we're making this huge change. Sony doesn't do that. Microsoft doesn't do it. I don't know. It's I, yeah, something's happened. It'll be fun to find. Yeah, I think it definitely will be. I'm, I don't know. Who knows how long it will take, but. Yeah, it'll be, uh, what is that, Console Wars, kind of a um, book or something. Somebody will say, right. like, well, you know, I found out the truth or whatever. Um, right. the next thing I want to talk about, uh, real. So, what are we at? We're at, I got us at, oh, we're still shorter. One hour and 30 minutes. Look at that. Um, have you done Legion? Have you got to play Legion at all? Honestly, okay, hold on. Uh, Legion game. I'm sure that once I see it, I will recognize uh, Assassin's it. Creed, or sorry, Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, Watch Dogs Legion. No, so no, that I have uh, not been privy to the the preview, preview cycle, but I do have a code for it now thanks to buying a 3080. So I will oh, be checking it out. Right, right. That's for sure. So that'll get to my please remind me because that'll get to my other point, which is the lack of any PR whatsoever and what my thought process is on that. So uh, to people who are listening, I got a chance. This will be the second time I got a chance to play Watch Dogs Legion. And I got to tell you, Dustin, I firmly believe this, man. There is a very high chance that this will be the game that people are talking about being the most fun this year. And really? I don't. Yes. And I don't mean good, but I mean fun. And the reason why right. is because this is the third hands on and I don't ever stop having fun, so, which I can't say for the other Watch Dogs games. It is, dude, it's so dumb. It's so dumb, but it's so fun. It's so dumb. It, some of the stuff you do in this game, you're just like, this is, uh, this last time I had this dumpy ass, middle-aged housewife in a floral dress, fucking taken on an entire, like a group of bad guys. I was calling in help. I, w I had to do, I had to take out all the stops because I had no skills. I didn't have any, I wasn't a spy. I was a fucking chick off the street. I had nothing that would like help me with this situation, but I, I had to do it. And I do this situation and it was this, it was a solid feeling of satisfaction that Witcher, that any Skyrim, any game has not matched because I, it wasn't the best, I wasn't the best of the best. I was not James Bond. I was Juilla Bahond. Like I was, I'm not lying. I'm all dumpy, right? Like I'm a good 50, 60 pounds over my, you know, what I should be healthfully. Yeah. And I'm in there and I've got the, I will admit she has one kick that I thought was funny. It's a fucking reverse. It's basically a spinning reverse kick, which I'm going to tell you right now is one of the hardest kicks. Like that is that I think I didn't pass a couple belts on my first try because of that move. It is a very, and she pulls it off perfectly. You know, she's got that, but right. It, it's so fucking cool, Dust. Everything you can do in this game is matched to somebody else. So the system is called, there's a fucking name for it uh, that IGN just did a, a, a video on. Shoot, I can't remember. But there's, this system basically makes sure that if you, if you don't have an interaction with the person, it won't track the person. But if you have any interaction at all, even possibly just bumping into them, it takes their data and it injects them into the metagame and says there is a 0.01 chance that the guy you bumped into you'll see again. He's, he's slightly higher in the possibility chances. 
then if you say scan him, he goes up a little bit. And if you scan him and read, even have the ability to read somebody else's name attached to him, their name gets injected into this possibility matrix of having a, a event with them. And I don't know if you were here for the last time I talked about my old game where I saved my partner's wife from getting arrested. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember that. That's how that happens cuz I couldn't figure out how it happened. I was like, how's the fuck how was that just by chance? And they said, "No, what they're what they do is they track it, but they track it like a real person does." So a real person goes into a hobby shop 10 times and they see the store owner. But maybe they don't see a tag, but they see the store owner and they know what they look like. That's it. That's their first lowest level is you you recognize them. And there's like a recognizable matrix. And it's like this person can possibly show up at these times. And then what it does is it interjects and creates them a schedule. And the more you get from them, the more it creates the spider web of schedules for other people. And I am telling you, it is the coolest thing in the world to have an experience with a character and then like walk down the street and hear two people talking and go, were they talking about like what I did? It's fucking crazy. In fact, he said, the director said they are at the limit of the current consoles for power, for tracking. They said they are right at the absolute limit. Any game in the future, this will be the basic part. They said like, this is, we're going to use a system from now on because it works that well. But they said they pushed the consoles to the absolute limits of tracking and like, and making it feel natural. But I got to tell you, dude, it is, it's fucking awesome. It is so awesome because I do have that feeling that people are going to turn it into a meta game because right now you have the bad guys who treat everybody like data and like meat. Well, guess what the good guys do? They treat everybody like data and like meat. They even tell you, you can recruit everybody. So it's like, how do you, why would I be a good guy? You're doing the same thing. What the thing is and what they want to teach you is that the good guys don't let their best friends stay in jail. They go and break them out. That's the game. It's like while you're trying to do all the same stuff, you are also tracking your friends. And if your friend gets caught and arrested, you will try to go find where they are. And you will try to take actions to get them back. And I got to tell you, man, at least from what I'm playing, it is so fucking stupid fun. Like getting a drone and smashing through a bunch of guys and then like grabbing a dude I threw him on the drone. I grabbed a guy, karate chopped him. He landed on my drone. So I jump on the drone, fly all the way into the air, go over the water, drop him into the water, come back. Because I've dropped him into the water. He's alive, by the way. He doesn't die. But he can't call anybody because he's too far away. So I'm able to go back and get in through his area. Like, dude, I, I don't think it'll break records or anything. And in fact, I have a feeling it'll probably review poorly just because I think... It feels a little bit like Unity or Assassin's Creed Syndicate where it feels like an off time and it's going against cyberpunk. But I got to tell you, man, it's probably the most fun I've ever had at preview events. Like just really. Yeah. Just fun. Just stupid laughing at like and wanting to care about like seeing somebody and going like, I'm not letting that fucker get arrested. And so suddenly yeah. I'm driving my car through the cops and like. To, to like, because you can take control of cars remotely with your system, but you have to then you have to actually upgrade all this, so you can't just automatically do it. Yeah, it, it's fucking dude, it's fun. Like that's what's interesting. What you're telling me is that I remember when the game got delayed, 
I don't know, someone did an article or someone leaked something that the reason behind the delay was because they wanted to get this system right. Um, and that was one of the most, you know, biggest challenges of this game is that they were kind of doing this whole new thing. So to hear that it, you know, from what you can tell from that preview works really well is is awesome. And I hope that, you know, they feel justified in that delay because of it. But, you know, it's cool. I'm really glad that you're, you know, hot on it because it's one of those things that since I was getting it for free, this is a game I, pro- I probably wouldn't, wouldn't get, wouldn't right, buy. right. Um, so the fact that I'm, I got it with my graphics card, and now you're telling me that it was really fun, then it, I'm actually really excited to yeah. to check it out. And it's pretty soon, uh, October 29th. So it's what I said in my preview. Is I think I uh, oh, so that was the other thing I was going to add. So you're getting it in your card. I I lamented this in my preview. I was like, I have no clue what Ubisoft's doing. I have no clue. Why are they not saying this is a blast? What is happening? What is going on? Now I firmly believe that they hinged on the 3080 sales. And that some of their sales will just be, hey, we, you know, they're getting them through and they're just hoping for some grassroots. People are getting it for free some positivity because, dude, I'm telling you what I was playing wasn't it wasn't magical. Right. And it, it graphically it's drab because it's London and London. So I'm sure you know this, but like if you look at a great game, usually they look best dying light. So you're 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 uh, dusk at night. And during the morning or during rain. And one of the reasons why is because reflectivity and all of that kind of stuff. During right. midday, rainy is terrible, usually. Overcast doesn't bounce the light. And people have a tendency to think everything looks flat in a game. London, unfortunately, at a lot of times looks like that. You're just like, okay, it's gray, steel gray and blues. And they've got some Saints Row colors. And they've got some reflections. But you can tell. like, And I don't think it's going to wow people because Cyberpunk looks like just a neon ejaculate like you see cyberpunk and you're like two neon lights fucked like look at that you know it's it's so poignant and so powerful in your eyes it's hard to see a futuristic game that doesn't like against anything because you just see cyberpunk in your head i and right. i i feel that that this game is not going out to die but you know what i mean like there's nothing yeah. there's no pr there's no nothing, and I, I guess my you, I forgot it was delayed. You were absolutely right to bring that up because maybe it doesn't fit with what they have planned for Phoenix Rising or whatever the fuck is that game, the Rising uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. First yeah. fucking name, um, you know, in Valhalla. But I gotta tell you, dude, I love Assassin's Creed. Usually, Assassin's Creed's got a little humor. What I've played of Valhalla, there's not a single moment of humor. It's it's like hmm. it's like it's it's um it's Vi- Vikings. Do you ever see Vikings, the TV show? The show? Yeah. No, I haven't. So Vikings is like, it's it's depression. It's depression TV. There's never a good time in Vikings, right? It's hmm. it's always dire, depression, dirty, grimy, and Valhalla represents that quite well. But what's weird about what's weird about Legion, dude, is it's not that it's it's every bit of the like GTA slash Saints Row, but just more pulled back, you know, not as open and in your face as Saints Row. Um, but, dude, I'm excited, man. I don't know. I don't think it'll review, though, and it might not even from me, because one of the worries I have is that six hours in it goes to shit. That's my big worry. Right. And I got to tell you, I put some voices in my preview that Dustin, 
Man, so they use AI to adjust. So one person can say, hi, my name's Martha. They use AI and they adjust the voice so they can use the voice six times. So for six different random characters you get. Dude, this was the first time I found some shit-ass exa- samples and I played them in the pre- oh. It's bad. It's like, hello, my name is Martha. And you're just like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that could be an issue is that it, it just doesn't sound good and people pick up on that because my character had a terrible voice. It was like when you type in text to speech, kind of bad. Hmm. So, dang, I'm gonna have to check that out on your video. I didn't. I didn't yeah, it's about three all. or four minutes in. I do a little cut, cut, and I'm like, "Hey, here's some. You know, audio sounds good in most places, but I noticed in this preview, and then I have like her talking, and you just listen to it, and it's that thing where you know, have you ever played text to speech, and sometimes for a second it sounds good. You're like, oh, right. and then the pronunciation starts to <laughs> get weird and questions or, or answers and answers or questions. And yeah, it's like, that. but I, I'm glad you, you seem interested. I think the 3080 is probably legitimately why we're not seeing um, VR. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. And I mean, in addition, not only the 3080, but the 3070, I believe, also comes with it. Oh, yeah. And so there will be even more people. Dude, people are, I mean, they're buying up these cards like crazy. There was a la- weird. There was a leaked thing too that they showed uh, Valhalla and, and Legion on Game Pass, and then it got like unleaked. Like somebody, like originally it was leaked where there was like a screenshot, and it somebody said, "Oh, these are these are going day and date with Game Pass," but I don't think they would. I think they'd go with Luna, which is the Amazon streaming service, because Ubisoft's already got a channel on there. So maybe right. they're maybe they got deals like that, but. Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm glad I got a preview um, to check it out. It could turn to shit because Watch Dogs 2, I enjoyed their preview and uh, did not enjoy that game. So, possible. You've gone to preview events before. Have you ever noticed, like, has it been the op? Has it been where you've enjoyed it and then not enjoyed it when you, like, got it and played it later? Or has it been where you didn't enjoy it and you enjoyed it? Have you noticed? Is there a pattern? I don't know if there's a pattern. I mean,. Sometimes the context in which I play a game can definitely affect the way I feel about it at the preview event. For example, mm-hmm. uh, if any, I don't know if any uh, games PR or people that do these events listen to this show. Sorry. I really, <laughs> here's here's the, the ideal experience for me when, when I'm previewing a game, either at an event or whatever, is someone talks to me. They give me a rundown that is preferably like, five minutes or under right and then leave me alone just leave me alone don't try to whisper in my ear don't try to tell me what to do if i need help i'm perfectly fine asking and i probably will but i've had developers like talk in my like okay i will say this i won't say the developer of the game but i will say the event i was at an oculus event at pax and the developer was whispering in my ear because i had the headphones on like the entire time like tell me what to do tell me what to do i'm like dude stop <laughs> and i like i had a bad feeling about that game because oh of that experience. i see yeah right and I, it wasn't like i think we just did like a, a video type thing so it wasn't like i was like this game shit like on a on a preview but it was like thinking it sours about, like, the Man. experience yeah yeah so and i've had you know all kinds of different experiences previewing games whether it's good or bad and so but yeah as far as um you know i have i think that we definitely when you're at an event like PAX, I do find that I'm more positive on games that I preview in my head, which specifically at Handsome Phantom, 
our previews are mostly informational purely like hey this is the game this is the level we played this is what stuck out um here's the info stuff like that we try not to give like a a verdict yeah because it's a, a preview a thing yeah right exactly yeah. only fair um but i i do feel like there's been more times where i've left a preview and being like this is going to be awesome and then i get home and i'm like mm, this is mm. once i actually do play the real thing and i don't know if that's just some kind of like adrenaline or excitement from being at an event like that but i think it's a snippet too if you play a game right. for you know if, if the game's front-loaded for like an hour or two and then afterward like mafia 3 was front-loaded pretty severe I, I i don't know why i'm bringing it up i because somebody just talked about it a couple days ago with me but mafia 3 was conveniently front-loaded about the amount of time normal reviewers would play it before giving a review and I personally feel that that was on purpose and that they knew they were like the average reviewer is only going to play this for like eight, maybe 15 hours. So let's give them 16 or 17 and then repeat. And well, I got like, I, that's just, I got lucky enough to get it in time. And I also, it's like, if I haven't beat it or got to some cycle, I'll be like, well, I'm not going to review it. I'll do a preview. Like I did with squadrons. Mm -hmm. I was like, I haven't played it enough. I just don't feel comfortable saying this is a, but I've seen people where I can tell I'm listening going, this person doesn't even know about this system. Like they've definitely right. not experienced that. And um, I think that so, some games are front loaded, man, some and, and, or they're event loaded, almost Twitch streamer loaded. And I, it's not even on purpose. It's just that, like, if you get that feedback from a PAX where people love the starting and you're like, wow, well, then let's make, you know, let's do more at the starting. And then you find out that they didn't do a bunch at the end. So. Right. Yeah, I I yeah. luckily haven't played a bunch uh, uh, at at events. I usually end up gabbing. Um, we did do division, and then we crashed the entire stage, which was awesome. Oh, Ga yeah, Ga dude, the Ubisoft guy is so fucking awesome. And he was like, "Man, when you're playing this, just don't do this one thing." And Cadiz, my friend, fucking comes up and he grabs that grubby ass mitts, grabs that mi fucking handset from me, starts playing, and I was just watching him as I'm playing. And I'm like, I have a feeling he's going to do exactly what they told him not to do. And he turns around, he fucking, it's like, don't like duck twice and shoot your or reload. Yeah, it was something weird. Like it, it wasn't hard to do it. Actually, you had to, you could have done it in general gameplay, but I was watching, he does it in fucking all of the systems because it was a networked, uh, it was a multiplayer example. All of the systems just and turned off. Right. Oh, Damn. Shit. See ya. <laughs> Dude, some of these, I have to say previewing something else that's interesting about previewing especially if you're at an event like uh like packs or something i know there is like a big conversation around the ethical of accepting swag and stuff like that from you know these different companies or whatever obviously i mean i'm i'm literally wearing a swag shirt right now though this wasn't press only this was like just public for anyone at e3 but I've had some like a few like weird things given as as a as a swag item. For example, at PAX, someone for for their game gave us uh air plants in glass like uh like globe um, like you were trying to carry yeah, them, like you a have little to carry glass, them around. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like the fuck my wife would think this is cool i'd love to take it home but i don't know how i'm taking a glass ball right <laughs> so i think we eventually figured out something that like we put it i don't know in something else we might have thrown away the glass ball and tried to keep the plant but i was like 
this is just kind of yeah sometimes they don't strange. think it through you know I, yeah. I i think and i think also they're you know it, it's got to be shitty because it's super like man i went to pax and that thing you know it stank like balls and bo it was fucking so gross it's bad at pax it was gross and i and i did i got pax box i one of the because i rarely get sick i was so sick but we we went there and we were walking around and I think sometimes they just also are just uncomfortable as fuck on and right. don't think things through. They just, and they're also at home when they decided to buy the glass, you know, it's like, well, guys, we can't take that. We got fucking, you know, you have your little bag, then you have to get your recorder out. If you're doing audio, which by the way, that was also, I think that's why I don't go anymore. Cause all the fucking tech stuff, it's like, let's, I have a task cam for like nice recording of audio. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Like, fuck it. If the, if they're not going to give me a code, I'm okay with that. Uh, but I'm not going to probably go to an event. Instead, I'd go to the event to like meet people, you know, but not right. go to an event to get like technical data and stuff. It can be rough. I luckily I'm not a cameraman, but I've talked to cameramen who are like, dude, it's I've done it, dude. It's oh okay, yeah, and it's just like, dude, it's so heavy, it's fucking so cumbersome. Oh, I froze. I froze you right froze. at such a perfect time. I'm like heavy. <laughs> um, but so you you've had to be the cameraman. You've had to be the one carrying it. Right. I mean, with Hands of Phantom, we're such a small operation that it's like everyone's doing everything. Uh-huh. And so tech, I mean, I I did uh, camera slash editing production work for seven years before I started working for Colin. But it's like I've got a, a $1,500 camera on a tripod. I'm walking through the the extre- insanely packed lanes of the Hall of Packs. Mm hmm. And you've got a backpack that's also heavy. And then when you want to set up a shot, you have to like, sometimes you don't have an option of a good shot. So you just like set up in the middle of everything in front right. of someone's booth. So, and yeah. I mean, and the, it's weird too, because sometimes the videos will do great. You'll get like, be like, wow, that was awesome. And then other videos at packs are like, no one cares. I was like, well, great. I'm glad we spent all that time doing that for it's, nothing. It's funny you mention that because I talked uh, uh, to Maddie a little bit about that. I think that's also one of the reasons why I, I cover in a different way because um, the videos did not. They Well, certainly I lost money. We're talking huge mm. amounts of money. Like, you know, because my videos, especially at the time I went. The, well, I did. Admittedly, San Francisco has been a couple where, where I was a bigger channel, but smaller channel. If your video's not doing amazing, what I found out was like 10 other people with better cameras and better audio were going. It was like, mm. how am I going to, like, what am I going to offer? Right. So what I started doing was finding weird things to offer. Like, I'm going to talk to, even if it didn't do amazing, I was like, I'm going to shoot the gap and try to find something that, like, other people aren't talking about, like a game or whatever. And I think one one of my best videos was uh, Blues and Bullets. Did you ever play those games? They're chap. Uh, so it's the Witcher voice actor, and it's a black and white noir game about uh, a cop oh. investigating a murder. And unfortunately, only two of the three games came out because it was a episodic. But I went and I, I liked it. And I'm like, no one's covering this. I was big on episodic at the time. I actually like the idea of episodic. So I was like, hey, we'll have him come and interview. And I think it was one of the better videos that it that my channel did, even though it wasn't a big thing. It was just because nobody else was doing that. But yeah, I think those right. events are tough. This these last preview, preview events, dude, have been awesome because it's parsec. It's like at your house, right. and I'm like, do you guys? I don't know about you. It has to be cheaper for these companies. It has to be. Oh, it has. Well, there's yeah. no way they're gonna do it again. They're just like, why would? Why wouldn't you just say, Angry Joe, 
We're going to make sure you're taken care of. You're going to get your own house. You don't even have to go out. Stay in your jammies. We're going to pipe the game to you. Fully right. to you, right? Like, why would you ever do it a different way, you know? So, yeah, you got to wonder. Some of these events, like specifically at PAX, I, I'll refrain from saying the company. But this, so this wasn't just for, you know, the the plebs at Handsome Phantom. This was for everybody. Somehow we were invited. This is a few years ago when we were way smaller, even than we are now. They picked us up from the convention center in like big escalades with Fiji water in the back and like snacks drove us to the event at the event. They had all the diff, you know, developers and, and games there. And they had like full, uh, like s- food, snacks, drinks, oh, cold wow. coffee, mm-hmm. like all of this stuff. And I'm like, we're just here to see some games. And this is like, you know, the entire thing i'm like you're like an nfl pro scout or or not a scout but like (laughs) you're you're being picked up by a scout is what it feels like right well part of it was they didn't want the location to become oh no public public yeah right so that's why they had people you know get pick you up and i'm just like man this seems a little bit unnecessary but it was cool i mean yeah, I think we'll but, see, especially like playing Valhalla or playing Valhalla and Legion um, and doing their preview events. I just think, especially with bigger companies where, you know, sometimes they're footing the cost for flight. So they saved, you know, many hundreds of. Well, I I always end up donating my flight money because I'm a weirdo. But like mm-hmm. if 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 a normal person accepts their flight, you know, a ticket, I don't know what a flight costs, but now it's got to be even more because of the virus. Right. So. Well, it, just makes it was sense. down because oh, no was one wanted down? to fly. Oh, okay. See, so I, I don't know it if it's. Okay. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, it just but... it, it just seems to me we're going to see that a lot, you know. And and I don't necessarily have an issue with it because they also get to control and sort of give you more. I I definitely have to give kudos to these companies. They there's, it's certainly more personable because you're not there's not a bunch of bo and ball sack fuckers walking around, and including myself, you know, after right. eight hours <laughs> in the heat. I don't. Did I tell you the story where my fucking right armpit started sweating and it looked like I was masturbating when I was cooling myself off? Oh no, dude! I have an entire <laughs> podcast about this. I don't. I don't know if people would consider this risque anymore, so I won't repeat it here. But there was an event I had where it was like you know six or seven hours of walking up and you know up fucking going up and down steps. You don't want to get in an elevator. My when I work out, my right armpit sweats, but my left barely does. Almost never. Hmm. And I happened to be wearing this one shirt where it was just showing, you know, you get pit mark, right? right. And I get, you know, yeah. <laughs> I get like, I'm still, yeah, I, I lift weights, but I wasn't there and I didn't want to mm-hmm. look like it. So I sort of like clamped my arm down, you know, and then when I thought no one was looking, I was like trying to do this, but trying to like air it out. Somebody was yeah, behind me quick. who, by the way, she's awesome. I've dealt with her thousands of times since then. She's a great person, but it looked really obscure it looked really uh yeah. unique, and uh you know because it is super hot and it's like they can control that stuff i think it makes sense um speaking of that i, I want to real quick we're gonna by the way so that people know dustin and i talked earlier you know we do go three hours sometimes and we'll go for whatever we go with but we are trying to make sure it's a little shorter i want to talk about second extinction because so have you played uh left for dead oh yeah so you, you are, okay i i if I ask if you're a fan, I would probably sound stupid. You're, it sounds like you're a fan. You like yeah, I mean, it's been a, a long time. But, dude, I remember when 
uh, when Left 4 Dead, the first one came out, that was a game that like a Christmas break game for me where it was like a solid week where all I did was play Left 4 Dead. And it was awesome. And you like those but, general, like, have you done Vermintide? We, you know what? We've talked about that. Oh, did we already talk about it? Okay. it? And I played through the tutorial and I'm like, this is great. I want to play it with a friend. Okay. Yeah. And dude. then I never did. That's so good. I kind of missed the boat on it. Um, but. So you have these kind of games like this and I, I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure people don't think I think this is anything special, at least right now, because um, I'm playing it for the weekend or preview, review, what have you. But it's called Second Extinction. What it is, is it's a dinosaur version of these general kinds of games. And so what happens is you're in a spaceship flying around a planet, and there's different areas on the planet that have high or low threat because of how many dinosaurs are there. And you can outfit up to three people uh, out of four that you can choose with various weapons you can upgrade. And you go onto the planet, and you shoot dinosaurs as you're trying to do various different things, various different quests. There's a couple things about Second Extinction that fucking I did not need, I did not realize I need this in every game until I played it. And one of the first is we were running to go do this very generic mission. It was like, go to this area, attach sensors to this thing. And we're running, and all of a sudden, a mission pops up that says, do you want to hunt a T-Rex? And I was like, what is that part of our mission? So we stopped, we looked at our journal, and we're like, that's not part of the mission. What is this? We realized, oh, that's like this these open missions that just pop up as you're exploring. And the map is huge. So we're like, yeah, let's go hunt a T-Rex, because we've only been seeing like velociraptors, and they're pretty cool. So we decided to go hunt T-Rex. This is a first-person shooter. I have a minigun. Abzi's got, like, a grenade launcher at this time. And we go up, and a fucking T-Rex is, like, in this area. We we can hear it before we get to it. We get to it. We have this huge, drawn-out battle. We kill it. We collect its parts, and we go on with the normal mission. And the normal mission is nothing special. It's, it is really, truly just, like, you know, land, get some samples, or land and check where this research station is because we've lost contact. Nothing huge. But what's cool about this game, two things. The open missions are awesome because as you're running around, to have them sort of dynamically be just added and add actual things, like we had one that was like a trap velociraptors. Well, normally you kill them. So we're like, how do we trap them? And they're like, go to this area. We'll drop traps. You go to the area and lead them, trick them to go into the traps. So we were like, well, how do, fuck, how do we do that without killing them? Because we're so attuned to killing them. Like that's what, that's all we've done. So now our gameplay completely changed. And it's like, okay, I'm going to shoot once and then like run backwards over the trap. And then if he doesn't follow me, you shoot. And we, it was this cool thing that we had not done before in a game like that. We were like, how do we get these? And, you know, want to go over the trap and come up and then boost them up into the sky. And they go to the spaceship in this like cage. They were like booster rocketed up into it. And then as you're traveling around, you'll find supplies and if you find supplies, you can dr- ask for them to drop boosters on anything and attach it to parts of the world and shoot the items up to collect the resources in those, too. And then you go and you do your general stuff, which is shooting. You have a character that's got your fucking, like, you know, you've got two weapons that you can choose, your generic character. Like, I had a minigun. You have, you know, shot grenades, uh, concussion grenades, all that kind of stuff. But it was so weird because just those two things of having open like missions over the top of the large missions. Additionally, the missions are very long. They're not short, like 35 to 50 minutes. And by the way, I liked it until we died on a little Velociraptor as the very last enemy. And we were like, what happens? And you can normally respawn, 
but it, it will attack you to kill your respawn, which I sort of dug. They don't just attack you and know you're down and then go and attack your friend. So if you're being attacked and your friend does not shoot them to get them to aggro, they will just go like, gah, 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 and you'll see your timer go down. And you're like, dude, you gotta, mm. you gotta like get their attention. So I, I dug that. But I, man, I don't know. Like, I don't, you know, I gotta look at the price because a B game, you know, 30 bucks is way different than fucking game that you're expecting for 60. But I gotta say, that plus this threat level thing was very cool. So the threat level is basically, you look at a map of the planet, you have seven planets, maps got like 15 territories each, and they have upper down, they have lower or higher threat. If they have higher threat, that means humans, us, the game players online, have not succeeded in missions in that location, and the dinosaurs are getting stronger and bigger. If you go there, your rewards are commensurate, and they're better. If you go to the lower places and farm those, the rewards get worse and worse. And so there's this fucking... It was awesome. There was like this tit for tat where Abzi and I were in the spaceship going, okay, we didn't do well on this last one. So let's like go for a middle threat or should we go for the high threat and just hope we do well. And we'll, we'll, we'll take like, you know, we'll, tr we'll try to make sure we're maxed up. We'll try to really pay attention to what we're taking. And then you would go down. Well, at any time you can leave. So we went down and we were doing stuff and we did like two side missions, which we stupidly shouldn't have done. We did two side missions. We were getting our asses kicked. And we were like, do we want to continue? And at any time, you can say, no, let's call it here. Let's go back, but that'll raise your threat level. And dude, I got to tell you, just like the ability to adjust the world like that and have to react to that, plus the open missions adjusting how we thought about going and like doing the full end mission was awesome. And at any time, you can choose drop, drop downs that you have. So like I had ammo, he had equipment. Equipment is grenades and, and healing, and ammo is pretty much just ammo. But you run out of ammo pretty easily, so it, at many times you're like, drop a equipment, but the equipment kills dinosaurs. So you're like, drop the equipment on a fucking troop of, you know, T-Rexes, or sorry, not T-Rexes, but like Velociraptors. And so like, your fucking ammo would be all boom, and it'd hit, and Velociraptors would fly up. Abzi would right. run over, grab equipment. He'd be like, okay, I'm going to hold them down. While you go and you try to get equipment, then you're out of all your specials. He had an orbital laser, which he killed the Tyrannosaurus with, which was awesome. But then, so then he drops his to destroy the guys. The enemies are fucking voracious too. Like they are, they are definitely not easy. Um, it's got some issues. I didn't see a lot of uh, animal variety and the preview, which is different than the code I have now. The preview was only the snow, but I got to say, man, mm. I don't, it's not, it doesn't look like vermin, it doesn't look good like Vermintide, right? It doesn't, graphically, it's a B-level game, but it, again, maybe we just need fun, because you said prior to the podcast, you were like, yeah, social media, negativity, you know, it's like, is it getting me down? So maybe I'm going for fun games right now, but it's like, right. I was having, and Abzi, we had issues, we were like, man, there's not a lot of, but there was something about, when I got done playing, it's been years since I've been all, like, should I turn that back on and just like, yeah, like land and see what other open. So I don't know, dude, but like it's coming out next week and it may be one of those games that, you know, probably doesn't do super great, but you hear people talking about it. Like, you know, as being like something that's just on the side is fun. Um, I don't think it'll be left for dead, obviously. But the reason why I asked is because it's somewhat the same kind of setup, you know, it adjusts right. as you play. But, um, is it, do those kind of games interest you anymore, Dustin? Or are you sort of 
Like, do you jump into? You said friends, so I I think you have the same issue I do getting people together to play a oh yeah or yeah. That's my number one problem is that the people. I mean, for the games I've recently played with people is always like Call of Duty or something like that which don't get me wrong i think warzone is great i haven't played it in months but i i did have a lot of fun playing it so honestly i probably just need to find some people i don't necessarily know in real life that are trustworthy online show up yeah yeah Yeah, to play some of these games um because i do i i miss it because like in high school it was like you know some kid that you sort of know or whatever and you could play online with him and you're not necessarily, you know, friends in real life or whatever, or, you know, whatever. But I felt like there was a bigger pool of people yeah. in my yeah. circle. But now, be, you know, being an adult, you have less friends. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. And maybe this is, we were talking about Discord. Discord might be the option to find, you know, people to, to play a game like this with. But what's interesting, you're telling me about this sec- second extin- extinction game is that this is the team that did Generation Zero, which I heard was terrible. It's horrible. horrible. That's what Colin always... That's like a, an ongoing joke on Sacred Symbols about how bad uh, oh, uh, Generation Zero was. We had the same reaction, by the way. I forgot that uh, little tidbit. But Abzi, when I told him, played Generation Zero with me. And he's like, no! Uh, no, yeah. I will not play this game. And I'm like, no, nah, Abzi, come on, man. And he's like, no! It's terrible! He's like, this game has to be terrible. And we played it, we're like... Okay, maybe it maybe the, I don't know. Generation, dude, Generation Zero is just terrible. I it could just have been a one off. That game is not right. good. That game is not good, man. <laughs> it's, that game is so boring, by the way, that like it's a joke in my Discord when I mention it. Oh, yeah. What's funny is you mentioned Discord. I do want to add, dude, do what I do, man. I put together a game. I'll just be like, hey, do patrons want to play? And. You'll get some patrons who are like, yeah, I would love, you know, I always make sure I get the people who aren't rules lawyers, you know, who aren't going to lose their shit. But, um, right. yeah, patron is, oh, dude, it's so good for getting some people to play. Or, find, you know, he, if, if a game's mentioned all the time, I'll be like, check that off as something I might want to look at. Because, like, I see 10 or 11 people mentioning it. And um, I think Discord you could find could be great. You know, it doesn't have to be Collins Last Stand. But, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a good place to sort of see what people are talking about. Where they're not prompted like you and I are. It's like, oh, we want to talk about these things. When you see that zeitgeist of people just mentioning a game, for example, like Ghost of Tsushima, I was blown away. It wasn't just popular. It was my Discord was infatuated with it. Right. And that's when I was like, dude, I get it. And you had talked about some really good experiences uh, streaming to your Discord. We do it all the time. Yeah, 24-7. I want to try that since... um since now I have the the power as an admin on the CLS Discord, just be like, fuck it, let's let's go for it. The great thing also, Dustin, you should, because it number one, if you ever decide to do like Twitch, one of the nice things is it prepares you. Because I will right. tell people, hey, have you not streamed? We have a Sunday streamer group, all people who haven't streamed before. So they can learn how to stream to a group who's nice. Like my group right. knows they're patrons, so they're not going to be jackasses. Um, it's so good though, dude, you can go in, you can capture your screen, you can capture the execute, you can do all that. But when you get it all set up, it's nice because it's a voice chat just for you. It's not a text chat that you have to look at. It's Mm -hmm. like, they can talk to you or you can mute them if you wanted, but they, they can talk to you. You can talk to them and you don't have to look at anything. It's, it's like playing with friends. So it's very, it's very cool. Cause I have some people in there who stream 
who I don't think we've streamed together on Twitch, but who's streaming right. there, and I'm always jumping in because I'm interested in, like, just talking to them. I'll be like, yeah, I'm just doing this, blah, 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 and they're streaming Genshin Impact right now, that free-to-play. Oh, yeah. And, like, last time we checked, there was, like, 26 people in there streaming at one time. Not 26 <laughs> streams. Sorry. There was there was one person streaming, and there were, like, 26 people in there just like, oh, man, what's this? And it, as long as you have some rules for making sure people don't talk over the top of each other. Oh, um, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, you should try it. I think you'd really like it. It's very fun to do. Um, have you tried Genshin? Yeah, I've been... So, I played more of the beta when it was available, and so now that it's out, I have to play through everything I already did. Oh, okay. So, I'm kind of a little bit slow on that right now, just because I'm... The, the beginning of the game, and I think this has been a pretty common thought, the beginning is not great. Um, there's just too much there's a lot of tutorial stuff so i'm slowly working through that and i'm hoping that once i get through that that i'll get a little more attached to it um i'm really surprised though at the overall um just like it's become this huge huge success and i i thought that it would be big but i didn't think it would be as big as it is right now like i just see people all the time talking about it you think it's possible that this is because they figured out that you don't need to force somebody to pay and that you can, if you offer something awesome, that by the time they get to the point of paying, they'll just pay or not bitch. Because I've been informed sense. that it doesn't, I tease my discord all the time. I'll be like, it's pay to win. But it's actually, from what I understand, it's quite literally not that. And that people have been playing it for like, you know, double digit hours with no purchases whatsoever. And I, just feels like that positive uh the positive feeling of being able to experience that you know so i saw on um bloomberg again that's funny it's the second time i've yeah, mentioned bloomberg time. in this podcast but someone did an article there where they said they played like 20 hours yeah and they never felt the need to pay yeah and even then they're like i don't have to pay right now it would make things a little easier but it's not necessary and i'm like wow that seems pretty pretty crazy for something like that wildly popular in my discord so it might i mean my and i would say they're pretty like they're definitely haven't been as pro on other free-to-play games i mentioned because i i've definitely have my share i like so it seems right. like that game is definitely popular and it came out of nowhere for me like legitimate i, I saw it and i thought it was a square game because it just the jet animation a little bit every chick is wearing yeah. nylons or stockings or whatever so I was just like, that's what I thought it was. And then I watched a guy playing, and it actually looked like good combat, too, which was weird. Like, he's, he was, like, shooting arrows and, like, smashing bad guys. And I was like, that doesn't look bad, you know, I guess, right. like, what I thought. So The weird thing, too, is that it's on phones. Right. And the phone version is pretty good. That's what I heard. Here. Now, unfortunately, if you're playing on PS4, you are locked to playing it on PS4 exclusively. But if you're on PC... Then you can play it on your computer, right. and then you can play it on your phone, and then eventually they're also coming out with a Switch version. So, ooh, yeah, Switch could work. What the fuck is with PS4? What the? That just, yeah, I think that they could make it work. I think you'd have to like, they probably would have to do something with Sony as far as like connecting your PlayStation Network account to your MiHoYo. That's the developer their account because mm, okay. that's how Fortnite works. As right. far as like moving around, yeah. but I don't know. 
I mean, if Ubisoft can do it, anybody can. Ubisoft's got the Ubisoft store. It matches everything up. You've got all this different. Right. It's like it, they've got seven different fucking things that they've matched up, and it, it works. So I don't know why a store with a single login, you know. Yeah. I'm assuming it's just Sony being Sony. But regardless of that, um, yeah, if, if anybody's listening, you want to check out a – I mean, at least from what I can tell, it looks really fun. At least from what I can tell. And I, I was told the only negative to that is you have to be level fucking 15 – to do multiplayer, to do co-op. Oh, yeah, I did see that. A crazy high level. Like, the guy who was streaming was like, dude, it's so weird. You have to really crunch to get to the multiplayer. So that would be your one negative. What else do we got here? We've Baldur's Gate. Um, We wanted to talk about it. What else? Did, did you have anything? The only other thing was... And there's not much to talk about as far as Steve in Smash. Oh, yeah. Cover this for me. I know nothing. So, yeah. Well, it's funny because it seems like Steve being in Smash has been a meme for a long time and no one ever thought that it would actually happen. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Microsoft has has vocally and publicly said that they're more than willing to work with Nintendo as far as getting their characters into Smash. Right. And so... Here it is. We have the Minecraft default character, both the male and the female. So the male version is Steve, and the female is uh, I don't, I can't remember. It's a, a, I don't know, the girl character. And then you can also play as a zombie or the Enderman. Ooh. So, yeah, it's cool. I don't know. For me, I love, even though I I don't super care about Minecraft at this point. I mean, it's fine. I've just I'm done with it at this point. I love the fact that Smash is just getting so insane with the level of crossover that it's like, I'll be able to play as Joker from Persona yeah. fighting, uh, you know, baby Bowser and the Minecraft dude is there. And so is Snake. Like, it just is. I want it to be as silly as possible at this point. And so having Steve as a character is is neat. So Steve but, uh, is yeah. the default male. Is that what Steve is? Yep, he's the, oh, the default okay. Minecraft character. Dude, I could not figure out what the fuck people. I get so mad sometimes on Twitter when people are like, "State, like, dude, the fucking shut up, man." I don't, I didn't yeah. know. I had no clue what that meant. So because yeah. I don't see him, I and I don't do multiplayer. I I really do like Minecraft, um, but I just have not done multiplayer. So you have the chick, a zombie, uh, Enderman, and and Steve. And then you have, am I right in saying that Minecraft, or that uh, Microsoft also said that Halo Master Chief would be fine as long as Nintendo asked? Or was that Steve? I don't know. I think that they were, that may have been in reference, that may have been years ago when they were talking about Banjo. Mm, Okay. Is they were like, yeah, we're, we're down to have Banjo in, which obviously that happened. So now we have two Microsoft IPs, you know, two Microsoft characters now in Smash, but... I don't know. There's three characters left that they're going to do for Smash Ultimate, and then that's supposedly going to be it. I don't know who's next. I mean, I have to, you have to imagine that they're probably going to do another Nintendo deep cut because they've done stuff like Duck Hunt and uh, Rob the Robot. It would be cool to do someone like uh, like Wart from Super Smash or Super Mario Bros. 2, the frog at the end. Dude, or Cage. Oh, was that Cage from S- NES? Wasn't there a game, Legend of Cage? Or was there... Legend of Cage. What the fuck was that? 
there, one of my friends loved a martial arts game, and you could actually go underwater with the fucking, with the uh, with the bamboo and breathe. I think oh. that's legend. I, I think it's called Legend of Cage. It was a huge game hmm. for at, at the time. So, so what's eighty percent are Nintendo, right? In Smash. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know exactly. I mean, I'd say most of them but are most. Nintendo, but they've definitely gone off the rails at this point. Like, have they have... got the Among Us guys or the what's the other running game where everybody was playing on Twitch recently? They look like socks, and that you could it like was a socks. You ran from one end to the other uh, over a uh, over a fucking. Like, that sounds like Among Us. Well, there was but... Among Us, and then there was the the game where you're you're killing people, and you're trying to hide that you're doing it. That's Among Us. Okay, what's the game where it's a it's like a fucking you're it's a contest. There's a hundred against one. Oh, uh, Fall Guys. Thank you. What is yeah. they look their characters <laughs> for some reason? Okay, anyway, so what, have they done Fall Guys? No. Okay. Um, which I think that. One thing that they've always been really keen on is they're like, we're we're only going to do a character if they have enough interesting things about them that they can make an interesting move set. Oh, understood. Okay. So like Steve does stuff like you can mine the ground for I resources. He has like a resource like that. thing. That's awesome. And then um, I'm trying like Snake, obviously, like, uh, for example, a character like Snake, he has all the different gadgets and stuff like that. So that's why people are like, oh, uh, Crash Bandicoot should be would be great and i'm like what does crash Doesn't do other crash than spin around spend? yeah yeah so i mean he could spin around i'm sure they could figure out some, some other stuff but there's just really not enough there i love you know crash as much as the next guy i just don't think he makes sense for yeah. smash in particular which to be honest they've done more with less i mean they made an an entire car- uh set or uh, move set out of duck hunt the dog and the duck. So I guess that's more uh, creative as far as they were kind of building the character from just this like stuff. That's also Nintendo's NES versus Sony's. Maybe they don't want to mess around too much with the IP. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Nintendo and Microsoft crack me up though. They're like fucking the popular chick is like, I don't want to talk to you. And they're like, fine. Fine, we'll go off in our own corner and work together. <laughs> it's yeah. just Ori. It came out on the Switch and like Cuphead and like well, Cuphead's PS4 now too. Admittedly, I think right, right, yeah. But it is. It, it's just always funny to hear this stuff. Yeah, I didn't know what dude I had was so clu- I was so clueless on the Steve thing. I was like, and I fucking follow games, and I was like, who the fuck is Steve, man? What yeah. is? I couldn't. Uh, do you know another one that confused me? Sus from Among Us. Suspect. Oh, yeah. Dude, right. I had people DMing me, joking, t- talking. They're like, "I don't know, man. That guy's pretty sus." And I was like, "The fuck, the fuck?" Because I was get- it wasn't just one. It was like multiple people were saying it, and then people were in my Discord saying it. I was like, "What is happening? What is this slang? I don't understand." Yeah, this I have not played Among Us. I don't really know what's going on with that. I mean, I think it looks fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's been it, out it's- for two years it's just did the thing where uh a streamer found it right exactly yeah pretty crazy i mean that just goes to show you how powerful streaming can be yeah you know like like, no wonder streamers are in games by the way i don't know if you saw that but like dude cyberpunk now has like uh some um her name there's a journalist who's got a she's got a full story like a side quest story in there uh, that hmm. was I just saw that yesterday or the day before on her Instagram. She was like, "Yeah, I'm a full like I have a full quest, you know, like a, not just a, I'm here, 
um, Coe's in it, and then somebody else they just said was in it as well. Crazy. We're all, I mean, I don't know if they're covering the game, but it it just goes, I don't know. There's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of overlap. Right. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely an, an ethical line there. We'll see how that gets hashed out. We'll see if it's a Spider-Man, yeah, Greg, out. whatever his name is in Spider-Man. Wasn't Spider-Man? Spider-Man didn't only have, I thought Spider-Man also had an, oh no, Spider-Man had Instagram. No, Spider-Man had Twitter, right? Didn't Spider-Man have Twitter where you like, because you were seeing oh, what yeah. people were saying about you? I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool because like uh, Peter Parker's so engaged in like social media anyway in the shows and, and like popularity and who likes him and who doesn't that I, I thought that was I thought that was well done man I gotta tell you we have it is two hours 27 minutes we've covered our stuff I just want to say Dustin and I far more efficient than Maddie I'm just joking oh yeah. with the third person it takes so much longer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it does right uh, do we have anything else on here mm. that you can think I mean did you do Baldur's Gate I didn't because I am interested, but not in early access. And from what I'm hearing, that's oh, right. a, a wise uh, statement or a wise thing to do because it's having some issues. But, I mean, it's early access. so Exactly. Uh, I just also, I think, you know, I enjoyed it uh, immensely, but I also just think, you know, since you have to replay it, I don't know anybody who'd want to, you know, repeat the same 20 hours when the game right. finally comes out, like you're nuts. I had to do it or I did it because they offered it. And I was like, I, I, there wasn't a lot of people. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. But um, I don't know if I would have. Yeah, probably actually we should probably save it for next week. Just cause I know Maddie is playing it. Oh, Baldur's so Gate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I saw do so. his for sure. on discord. I saw that his tag oh. said he was playing <laughs> it. So. Maddie's jumping yeah. in. I don't know if Maddie's so Maddie was a Definitely Original Sin fan too, because I think he did switch, I think he did a version with friends. I think he talked about that, which is gonna be interesting. Oh yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, because that's of... what Baldur's Gate 3 is. Yeah. It's less Baldur's Gate and far more Divinity Original Sin 3, which whether that's a positive or negative, we'll see. But it's definitely it definitely uh feels that way. Did you do the originals, Baldur's Gates, when you were younger? Like No. Man. Dude, you've missed a lot of stuff. I know. I'm just joking. I don't think I could go back though and play. Oh, probably them not. At this point, yeah, yeah, it would feel rough. Uh, do we have anything else? That's it, I think, for us. Okay, I got to make sure we don't things. we don't forget anything. So we got some generic timestamps for the old Maddie. We don't want to. We don't want to. Yes. Okay. Uh, recording. They're looks not. Good. They're not perfect, but they are. They'll do. But the time <laughs> by the time people get to this part anyway and hear us, they like us anyway. Right? right, nobody's gonna watch that long. Oh, hashtag was uh, FOMO, FOMO. Hashtag if you got FOMO. this far, um, and tell us uh, what you're playing. I would like to know what you guys are playing because we never, we always just sort of blather that out at the very end, and then we never really ask mm-hmm. any questions. I'd like to know what people are playing. Um, Dustin, are you streaming anything or no? Not streaming. Are you reviewing anything or doing any coverage for any games? Um, we didn't do this. Not right now, just because I'm so. Right now, like I'm. Working on getting Colin's Last Stand merch store set up. Mm. And uh, it's been a huge endeavor just because of the specific things that we want to do. So, um, yeah, I'm not really doing too much other than uh, side quest is still coming out and 
uh, stuff like that. But as far as upcoming coverage, I don't even know. Damn. That's good sometimes. But yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's like it's sort of nice to take a little bit of time off. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's still stuff going on at handsomephantom.com. It's just I'm I'm not directly involved at the moment. Yeah. So, but you'll be streaming. Sounds like he'll be streaming. Owen's last stand. He'll be streaming inside the Discord. We'll get him. That's to the thing. He I should. Any last time I did major streaming was before I was involved really with with Colin or even doing stuff with Maddie. So I just I understand that to build a streaming audience, you have to be used to streaming to nobody for long periods of time in order to start building something i just wasn't for me how many <laughs> to do that would if how many would you be happy if they showed up does that make sense i don't know if i asked that question how many people would would you consider that's a good number hmm. like so you didn't feel like you're streaming to nobody okay wait so wait if if to make it feel like i'm not streaming to nobody yeah it wouldn't take much. I mean, okay. if you had like five active people in the chat or even let honestly just a few active people in the chat. But like I said, last time I really tried doing streaming. Well, I did find a little bit of success streaming Mario Maker on Twitch a few years ago and did have a pretty steady audience. As soon as I tried to stream anything else. Of course. They like, yeah, they were out. The reason why I was, I was like, asking okay. that is because that's what we do in the like. So in the podcast, obviously. Well, you know, at the end of our podcast, I'll say stuff like what's everybody stream, you know, because one or two of them stream um, and that gets some. But really, dude, Discord would help with that because you can say I'm streaming Monday and Mondays in Discord. And then like a Tuesday rolls up and you're able to say, you know, oh, well, I'm streaming on Twitch. If anybody wants to see we have a Twitch announce just for patrons. So it's like a channel. Oh, nice. So people who are streaming who are patrons and we even stop other like if somebody says, can I post my friends? And I'm like, no. Yeah, like, the people are paying to get into the Discord. Like, I'm sure they're doing with Collins, right? You guys aren't doing a fucking free Discord, oh, yeah, it's, Oh, it's a $5 okay. and above. I was going to say, ignore anything I'm saying. Just never go in there if it's free, because that's a disaster. Yeah. But if you're charging, yeah, what we do is we have, like, a channel, and you can go in and you can see and, and who's streaming. And then, you know, usually you'll get that those people who will go in and you can start. We've had even like super small who usually have five or 10. And I'm sure my discord's going to be way smaller than yours. Cause I only, I think I have a thousand people and that's almost all my patrons. So it's like, if you guys have 10,000 patrons, it won't take long to get that in there. Um, it's pretty fun, man. It's, it's definitely streaming to patrons is awesome because again, you know, it's in there, it's collected, but you're not making anything if, you know, if you, if you want to, and it's right. not showing to PR, which is one of the biggest things. So I was telling PR people, I'm like, listen, we're streaming in the Discord, so you're not seeing this. And um, they were happy with it, but they would rather have you on Twitch, obviously. Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll dip my toes in the uh, yeah, the Discord world. And if people are enjoying it, then maybe there is a, a reality where Dustin Furman is a, a star on Twitch. Who knows? Dude. It'd Probably be not. So, yeah, it'd be so uncomfortable, <laughs> at least from what I'm seeing yeah. right now. Everybody, I like every single person I see on Twitch, I'm like, at all. So much drama. Stuff. Like, yeah. It's just so weird. So It's so gnarly. So what I'm saying, people, is I really don't want to be popular, but come to my patron. Patronize me. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I want to do nothing, but still give me shit. I'm just joking. 
Anyway, yeah. that'll be it for us. Thank you, Dustin. We had a blast. That was short. Like Hell two yeah. hours, 34 minutes, man. Dude, we're going to get out of here. I can eat dinner at a reasonable I was t- <laughs> I was just going to say I can piss like a normal man. I don't have that's to sit right. down and worry about it flying everywhere. Anyway, that's it for us, everybody. If you guys get a chance, check out Handsome Phantom. And if you get a chance, check out my channel. If you're here already, you've already checked out Maddie's. Continue to do so. You guys will get this early access. Let's see. How does he do early access? Today's Friday. He does today. it today. So if, right. you're, if you're listening and you're a patron, you'll get it early access. Otherwise, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You will get it. Anyway, that's it for us. Peace out, everybody. See you later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.